What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Do you see a future where we do this show where it's just an all a room all of mattresses and we get to lay down while we do it? No, because we won't. We we'll, we will fall asleep, <laughs> dude. I want us to do a, a bedtime Game Over Greggy. I'll definitely. I mean, pajama, let's do a pajama jammy jam. We'll do an overnight. A pajama jammy jam. Yeah. Oh, and just do it an extra life. Good. An extra life. I, I love it. Much. And then no, the challenge will be who's the last asleep, one guys. who's the last I'm, one to fall asleep. Me and Kevin are immediately falling we'll asleep in each other's arms. Money. No, kids will love it. They'll give us money based on how much we sleep, Kev. How good was the documentary made? Documentary was real good. Not sleep. enough you watched it. YouTube.com slash kinda funny. Over here, Mr. Baby Blues himself. That's true. At Tim Gettys. Tim Host. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I want to hear about your DMV story. So ah, I guess it's that. not it's not an but exciting story. To bring you up to speed, I'm flying back from Detroit. Rock City last night. Yeah, dude. Get on this fucking thing. Mm-hmm. As soon as we get on, dude sits down next to me. Actually, not even as soon as we get on, actually. I lie. I get on. He's already sitting there. I'm like, oh, that's my seat. I get in. I sit down. He sits back down. As soon as I'm in, we don't have the guy in the window seat. They've already done the, hey, it's a full fucking flight. Right. Also, by the way, we are living a meme right here as Bernie was like, if you have airplane trouble, don't tweet about it. Talk about it. Your, get your own podcast like the rest of us. Um, he sits back down and just takes off his shoes. And he's wearing dress socks, but he takes off his shoes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I I don't like this, but am I wrong? I started to tweet like about it, and then I was right. like, wait, no, am I wrong? And I made the poll about it where universally people are like, no, fuck that. Mm. Although there were a lot of interesting caveats people wanted to put on. How long is the flight? Is he wearing socks? Mm-hmm. Do his feet smell? I think it's all that's all superfluous information. We're in fucking public. Don't take your fucking shoes off. That's weird. You're not mm. in your living room. And I don't, I don't like agree. to think about my backpack being down there. I don't, I don't like to think about your dirty ass feet you're all over crazy. the place. My comfort level is if the flight is a long flight, you wait until you get up in the air, you wait until you settle up. Yeah. Basically when the seatbelt sign Bing. when you can get up to go to the bathroom, yeah. that's let's get comfortable time. Yeah. My big thing oh. is you take your shoes off, you start getting comfortable. What happens when you have to deplane? What you about have to deplane? Yeah. What about you fucking put your shoes back on? No one wants window that. guy still has to come through. You oh know yeah. What I mean? Window guy going to step on your shoes? Going to roll a fucking ankle? Here's but here's um, Kevin. Do you want to chime in now? You were, you had something to say? Uh, right? Yeah, I was just gonna say like Kevin I. Kevin kind of funny. Com press pool. I take off my shoes often. Usually, if the flight is longer than an hour. All right. And, like if it's a five-hour flight, those those puppies coming off right away. Mm. Right away. Okay. All right. I don't have smelly feet. Okay. Right, that's number one. Sure. Number mm-hmm. two. I like how you paused because he, he knew has I no was going to say something. Yeah, 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 yeah. say I'm not going to say something. I'll fucking hold you down right now on the floor. He's a smell amplifier. He is. Is that what it is? Not when a smelly person. Out, Allison, smell it smells amplifier. Like feet. His feet smell like smell muffins. Everyone else's feet smell smelling bad. I believe you. Does it smell bad? Probably not. It doesn't. I take mine off. Every once in a while. I would say maybe one out of ten flights. Here's where I want I want your opinion. Well, first off, shout out to people who responded that, yeah, I take mine off and put on slippers. They pack Ooh, slippers for the flight. See, how slippers like, are fantastic. That's a baller idea. All right. Uh, he, not, but let, try this one on for size. Just try this on for size, right? Why does that make you feel better? Because then at least they've thought it through. They're not just going to be fucking savages like I'm sitting in their fucking living room. You know how dirty that fucking plane is anyway? I don't like think about it. You don't know people on that floor. Probably. Here's what I... But all right, so thank you. You're following me on this probably one. Not, so yeah, what this guy does is point. he eventually gets up oh, before no. we even leave and walks back there. Oh, not into the bathroom, no. but walks back into the galley yeah. and is talking to the uh, the fucking yeah, flight and comes back. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? What are you fucking doing? And then both him and the guy over here fucking watching United private screen and bullshit on their phones. Bring an iPad. 
Fucking think it through. If oh, you're, no, see, if this you're so, this is this was your grand this plan. This is why I disagree with you because I actually five and a half hours on this plane. You're gonna stare. You're you're gonna watch <laughs> guys watching Thor Ragnarok on his iPhone. Not even X. Watching his iPhone SG, whatever the fuck. It's one of those <laughs> things where the next time I do a United flight, I Lay might I might borrow one of the uh, Ghostbuster World pop sockets that we have. Sure. Slap it on my phone so I can hang my phone in front of me. I actually like the United app. I actually like that you can go through and pick all your things yourself because it alleviates a little bit of the stress that I always have in the Alaska flights when that stupid touchscreen with the fucking glass in front of it doesn't really work that well and it's fuzzy as shit anyway. Mm-hmm. Like my iPhone's way better than any screen mm-hmm. that's going to be in the back of that, that that plane. Next time I'm on a United flight, I might fucking get up and open the door and suck myself out. All right. I, the, I'll knows, tell you dude. what, again, I was saying, every time. <laughs> wait, did we talk about this on the morning yeah. show? Didn't we? No, 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 I'm not even it. How much like, I didn't like the seats, the. Yeah, we talked about that. Right? Talking about, who gives a fuck? The pe- people that watch the show do not watch the morning show. Saying it was, they were uncomfortable Fact. seats. Totally they were small. Audience. I missed, I missed uh, Virgin Kento, America Lex slash Gunner. Alaska. I missed fucking uh, Delta Ignacio from the Ross. flight before. Joey Noah, you came in Pretty here. You asked him to chime right in. Are you watching, a person of fucking sanity? Shut up. I am talking. Right now, people are driving. They can't hear me. Um, No, you should not take off your shoes. Thank you, Joey. Is Joey's mic up, Kevin? Yeah. B. Oh my god. Uh, the stream in the other room cut out. Did he go to the bathroom without putting his shoes back on? He went all the way back there but did not go into the bathroom. I've went in the bathroom without my shoes on. <gasps> Jesus. Because what? you're going to get pee and shit. When I go to the bathroom in anyone's house, if I'm staying at their house, my shoes are off, my socks are on. Like, you guys are asking me. But you don't have bathroom. millions of people you know, going like, literally, back and forth. Do you know how many people shit in a plane every day? Fact. One million people. <laughs> One million people shit. One million people shit. Man, I don't know. Those yeah. bathrooms are disgusting. Maybe I shouldn't be putting my sock in my I mouth. Like, That's I've seen. Yeah, I know. You probably <laughs> shouldn't lick the bottom of your feet yeah. either. This is a general rule. I, to me, so, it's, hold on. Time out one second. Question back to you then about yeah. this whole thing. Do you, when you come home, leave your shoes on or do you take them off at the door? I leave them oh, on. Oh, I always take my shoes off. Uh, I, I, taking off is, the, is usually the, the protocol. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But if you have guests, are you like, hey, can you take off your shoes? I prefer it, but Kevin just fights back. And That's it not true. I take off my shoe at your house. Well, sometimes Kevin has those amazing, like, shit. mid-90s uh, Doc when... Martens on, let me, and they're really hard to take off. Let me put it this way. I, I With 90% Tim, of the women Tim. that I've flown with take their shoes off on planes. That just happens. Gia? Like, Gia, Gia Tab Harris? I, I can't remember her doing she it. She doesn't. I've sat next to her I guarantee her she before. would. I guarantee she would. There's not a doubt in my mind. But my thing is, you guys are freaking out about like wearing Call socks, right now. wearing fucking socks in the bathroom or whatever. These nasty ass girls walking around with their flip flops on, yeah, out outside in these New York streets yeah. and shit. Yeah, y'all that's fucking gross. nasty. Oh, that's Joey. Gross. Wait, oh, with flip flops? I, I wear flip flops to the pool. Okay, now that's flip flops. You're like the one percent then, because I when I lived in shit. Southern California, yeah, you're nasty I guess I too. Did. Why am I nasty? Anyone that wears flip flops is nasty. Why is that nasty? Because your fucking feet are just getting in all this nasty ass dirt. But your foot's my not touching. Not my dirt, shoes though. get dirty. Do you know how flip flops work? Uh, hello. Hey, G. It's Greg. You're on the Game Over <laughs> Greg Show. Greg Miller, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Hey, would you take your shoes off on a plane? Do you? Oh, um, I might. Yeah. As a general but rule, do though, you? does she? Do, yeah, as a general rule, Nick Scarpino has... I, know, I have a follow Okay, question. hold on. I'm just going to pass no. you off to Nick, who conservatively could be your friend. <laughs> okay. Gia, can I ask you a question? There's a follow-up question to the other one, except it has nothing to do with it. Are we best friends oh, because of this God. trip? Do we become really good friends on this trip? We're definitely getting there. Yeah, for sure. I'm feeling good about it. That's positive. But get, it's the not, shoe, get the shoe answer. It's not as positive hey, as Nick, I was hoping her, it would be. Ask her if I take off my shoes when I go to her house. Does I Kevin... Oh, this is a bit more important question. When Kevin Coelho comes over to your house, does he take his shoes off at the front door? What? Like when he comes in, does he immediately no, take his take shoes, off, shoes off? Or does stairs. he or does he That's put like his feet on your couch, couch like he does here? 
Um, I've never noticed him barefooted in our home. I feel like mostly shoes stay on. Not looking no. good, Kevin. Not looking good. That's such bullshit. So let me ask you this question. I'm going to paint a picture for you, Gia. You're on a plane ride. It's a five-hour plane ride over to New York. At what point do you think to yourself, I might take my shoes off for comfort? Like, in, well, so in, here, are your, here are your answers. Never, one hour in, always. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. Um, I'm, as you know, sort of on the petite side, so I can... You're not big. I'm not big. So Me and Greg put you in our pockets, carry you around. Exactly. And so I can really cuddle up on the on an airplane seat. Like mm-hmm. middle seat, you know, aisle seat, whatever. I can like I can sit cross legged. Um God, I wish so I... there have, there have been long flights where I've probably gotten I've gone shoeless. But as a but general rule, you don't look forward to that time where you're like, I'm gonna take my shoe off. Like you're not counting down the time of doors closed, shoes off. Right? No, 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 absolutely not. Thank you, G. I appreciate you. Yeah. One day we'll, one day we're gonna work toward our friendship. We're gonna be best friends mm-hmm. with conservatively. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank yeah, you. I hope so. Greg, do you have any other follow-up right. questions? No, that's it. Thank the you, defense Gia. rests. The defense <laughs> rests. I don't really know what we proved with that phone call. Halfway <laughs> <laughs> through, I just reminded myself how much I like talking to Gia. I just feel like it's just a, I can't, I couldn't fathom taking my shoes off on a plane. It's not somebody's living room. And that's the thing, I guess. I do, International flights, I absolutely take my shoes off. At a certain point, you just go because your feet just start just, hurting because the pressure. No, of being up there that just has never happened. Take them off, Maybe man. it's because Converse have are the you perfect ever, shoe. Have you ever laid your head against the side of the plane? Greg? Yes, I have. Mm, mm, I rest my case. Have you ever touched the seat of the plane with your head? Because no one's cleaning those fucking things off. Nothing's clean on that. Nothing plane. is fucking oh, clean. But we've seen these people clean. They don't. They just kind of walk in with their shiny do, little vests. They do the thing that I imagine you do when you clean, where you just kind of move shit around. And yeah, then like, it's like, like, like I'm doing when something. When I used to live with Tyra, make sure there's just, puke bags yeah. in every fucking thing. Yeah. That's I all they do. You know what I find disgusting? Uh, when you look in the seat, oh, I hate that. And there's someone it. else's trash in yeah, there. Oh, yeah. no, I and I'm like, like you couldn't even fucking give no, me the dude. illusion of cleanliness in this goddamn plane. It's disgusting. And then I go like, every once in a while, I'll order something to eat. And I'll start eating it and realize I haven't washed my hands yet. Yeah, but yeah, shout out to yeah. Alaska because they have the best smelling soap out of any airline on there. It's like a um, pepperminty soap. It's mm, straight from it's Alaska. Fantastic. Oh my God, it's great. Damn. It's great. That's how you know. That's how Yo, you know. shout out to Alaska's new little scarves. Oh, they're cute. You notice this? Yeah. I like them. They're like a nice blue-green gradient. There's a lot of big kind of funny Games Daily mm-hmm. vibe going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. They, I, hear the, I hear the person that designed them, huge Games Daily fan. <laughs> Yeah. Pierre Jean Games. Yes. Is his name. Oh, Pierre Jean Games. Wow. Jean Games. Is yeah. he like it because Games is in his last well, name? He, like, he just likes Games. He changed his name to Games. Oh. Yeah. Wow. You know? That's wow. a whole process. It's What's like, Pierre uh, Sandwich? David Copperpot. What? Oh, because he liked pot so much. Yeah. Uh, well, he, he did it. Magician. Like so Copperfield. Yeah. David he Copperfield. He and Copper. So he's just yeah. like, fuck it. Let's get out there. Sure. You, you going to ask me a question about PSX? Uh, no. What? Were you going to say? I think no. it's PSX. Pierre. Like, Pierre. Oh, Pierre. It sounded like we were on the verge of another split personality for you for what you've been working on here. No, I would have to. I would have to work with your wife to nail a French accent. So I got to spend more time with Jen. I don't know if I'll allow that. All right. You know, I, I actually, I was already you best friends camera. with Gia. Why do you want to go be friends? Well, with I want to be friends with everyone. I'm a friendly guy. I was puppy sitting uh, Portillo in the Austin airport when Jen went to get a big bottle of Fiji. So for five minutes, you sat next to Portillo to make sure he didn't jump out of his bag. I don't understand what your big time. criticism with this dog is. He was perfectly what, lovely. What do you mean? My criticism? He didn't do I anything him. wrong. He just sat there and looked at me and I pet mm-hmm. him the entire time. Yeah, that's all you need to do for him. But I also want somehow and follow me on this. I want it. We make a life size crate. That's what Kevin goes in every once in a while. And he mashes his head against the bet, the thing we go outside just like Portillo does. Dude, Portillo looks Kevin, you down so comfortable, but in the least He's comfortable good. positions. Oh, where it's he like, like hangs his head out of that bag like he's choking himself. Like, yeah. I'm like, why are you doing that? There are plenty of times 
in bed, he'll ha- have his head like shoved into a pillow or underneath the covers in a way that you can hear him struggling to breathe. Yeah. They have to be like, no, we're going to move this. Like, you're like, like, <laughs> you're like, all right, no, like, you're cutting off all the blood flow to your brain right now. I, I, we had a great moment in the Austin airport. Uh, we got through. First off, I had the most Nick moment that you've ever seen where I'm not, I'm, we're all tired at this point. Sure. Like, we had, sure. we did the panel in the morning. It was fantastic. But the panel, I was like, that's all I got energy for. Uh, shout out to Uncle Julio's. We went to that, brought me back shout a little bit. Julio's. We get through the security. And they pull my bag, and I'm like, "Oh Christ!" Right? And I see it happen. I'm like, just, I'm like, just relax. Like, and this very just nice relax. looking uh, young lady pulls it. I'm like, "Don't give her shit. Just, just get through this. <laughs> Whatever, whatever's in your bag that they saw. Because I thought it was my toiletries, right? Little did I forget, championship. She's like, "Do you have some sort of like plate?" <laughs> Or metal thing in your bag, and I was like, "Well, let me tell you, I'm the kind of funny world champion. I didn't have it. I lost it on Thursday. I brought it back." And she's like, they "Let me stop you." In. I went in, and she's like, "I got to put this through the metal detector." I was like, "I need you to put it through." Yeah, can I take? And I'm like, picture? "Can I take a picture of it?" This is hilarious. I'm like, "I make a big thing out through of this. the X-ray." Oh yeah, it came through the X-ray, and I, I got it right. Oh as shit, it's coming really? Out. I didn't see this. Oh yeah, it was on my Instagram. Um, so I had fun with that. Oh, no, no, no I, I didn't get the actual shot of the X- X-ray. I couldn't see it. Oh yeah, no, you got coming out. Of, yeah, I saw out. that. I saw oh, that. See, I thought you I went around the corner there. and got like, it. Like, like on the I need you to take a picture of this on my phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. TSA's like, like, yeah, fine. Also, well, that gun looks funny good. About it is yeah. then it comes through and Nick gets it, and all the TSA agents that you know the the like extra useless ones that just kind of stand around there. The minglers, the grazers. Yeah, yeah. The ones where it's like when they call hands, they're supposed to go, but they never do. They're having a conversation at the end of the bill. They're having a conversation. There's like. What's that? Is he is he a wrestler? Yeah, and I was just I told him all. Jesus Christ! Like I did, that, I did that. Nick thing. is a fucking not only a wrestler, a he champion, is. a champion. It's true. <laughs> Both these are true. I had that moment where there was a guy. There's always the guy, the guy, always the fucking Mike. TSA agent who has to sit there and annoy everyone by repeating no waters, yeah. no snacks, no nothing. And he gets to me now. I put my my bag up there first, big bag up there first. Push it through, right? Get out three, not one, not two, three bins. Okay. Put my backpack down. He's, he sees the three bins, right? I start putting all my stuff in one, yada, yada, yada. He waits until I reach in my bag and he goes, no, you know you got to take all your electronics out of that. And I'm like, what do you think the other two fucking bins are for? Do you understand me? Now, and then I'm like, he doesn't know who I am. Maybe he like, I look like a normal human being, like a civilian. He doesn't but I, am, I'm a champ. A, I look like a civilian, but no, little that, do they know. That's the problem is I Just wish, alone, you I wish, I wish. When I, and I should I should preface this. I wish when I was a normie like yourself before I had TSA pre-check and oh, I have to worry about any of this shit. I'm getting it. But when I was I'm steerage, when I was one of the many rats like yourself scuttling around trying to avoid the trap, you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Oh, I know. I would also get mad at the no liquids, three hours, not about, and they're all mad and grumpy. You're like, man, just shut up. We get it. But the amount of times, oh, you'd be, yeah. I'd be in front of or behind someone and be like, what do you mean I can't have this giant bottle of water? Like, when the last time you fucking flew? Well, I have to take my shoes off. Like, yeah, people get. Pissed. Yeah, you also can't bring your box cut around. What are you fucking talking about? I'll say this though. Do you not remember 9/11? As a person, we said we'd never forget. We let them. <laughs> and every day we forget more. Yeah, the terrorist one. Uh, I'll say this though, <laughs> going there, going to Austin. Now nah, I love Tim Gettys. He's something. Uh, and I would say 99% of the time, he's the most, you, this is like me comfortably yeah, touching you. you. Yeah. No, nope. he's the most nope. easygoing person I've ever met in my entire life, but he is wearing him down on that. For maybe sure. in the last six months, one or two choice moments of rage. And man, let me tell you fucking going to through SFO. He was not having what it. Happened? What happened to the point where he was like, I'm TSA. She is not. And he just looked at me. He goes, Nick, She's yours now. <laughs> and like he boned and like I was like, he's like, I'm never going through the normal line ever again. Yeah. Never. No. I can't even remember why you got mad. 
It was a bunch of things. It's just you got hands or something like that? Well, the first uh, going there, I like was like, you know, gee, I guess I'll stay with you because she didn't get the TSA. And there wasn't thing. much of a line, really. It was enough. Uh, but yeah. like having to go through, and I was like, oh, I know they're going to fucking get me on this shit. And they got me on the shit. Both my bags had to be searched. They had to check my phone. They had to like do all the stuff. I'm like, yeah. this is just, I hate you. If I was just over in that line, yeah. they'd, they'd be like feeding me freaking LaCroix. They would just be like, come which, through, we love you. When I come to TSA pre now, they do give me a chocolate and say thank oh, you for God. being. Now but it was on the way back that, that I was like. Yeah, you're like, I'm but not I was doing like, this. She's yours. Me and Gia just had too exhausted? I'm, so I'm not fucking, like, I don't have the energy <laughs> to but fucking it be upset at these people. Hilarious that, and this, is, this, is, this shows the fucking sham that is the airport security, is that if you went through the other line, they would have done none of that to mm-hmm. you. And that all that proves is it's all just a fucking money. It's, fucking it's just a money grab. What are you talking it's about? I got my fingerprints. I'm safe now. Oh, yeah. I'm safe. Why don't they have us? Like, they can't tell that, that Tim's not that fucking guy. I don't understand. Now, it's you you want to know stupid. how bad security is, right? Yeah. You want to know how bad TSA pre-check is? You snuck through a fucking knife again? I, I snuck through something even more deadly than a knife. Weed? A little bottle of Tabasco sauce. Oh but at any God, point, I haven't given it to right Joey. At any point, I could have walked up to the pilots and been like, hey, big fan. <laughs> And then I'm right. like, you know what? We're doing a barrel roll. I thought for a second, I thought you were going to go, you blind him, smash, little mini knife. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure yeah, yeah. yeah. Very little. <laughs> I stabbed the other eye. Because I got to get it right in the vein. Right in the fucking vein. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sharp Thank and you. spicy. There's yeah, some comedian who had a bit after 9-11, but before we got to the stupid three ounce of uh, liquid thing, where he was flying next to a guy who was like, no one's taking this plane. <laughs> he had a giant bottle of Tabasco sauce. <laughs> like, that was his solution. That was if someone solution. Just, ah! <laughs> get I mean that out. shit does hurt when it gets in your eye. Sure, but it's not a, enough it's to a big shot. It's a big shot, right? Someone, yeah. I feel like it's this, and I knock the sauce out of the air. Yeah. So on the, just, on the way, on the way there, when we were at SFO going, going in, and I had to stay in the normie line. Yeah. Uh, there's the like the little X-ray fucking backscatter so, machine they call yeah, it. Yeah. The, the backscatter. The thing machine. that most assuredly is giving all of us pancreatic cancer. And then there's the other one next to it that's just like the normal metal detector thing, which I always from Logan. Uh, yes, exactly. I, I don't think it was in that one, but yeah, it, 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 yeah. The and, and the one before then. Uh, so I'm, I'm like, whatever, I, I'll, I'll be with Nick and, and Gia, I guess, and I have to wait. Fucking terrible. No and one. I asked people, like, do I have to take my shoes off on TSA? And usually they're like, no, nah, it's fine. This one goes, no, nah, it's only for the TSA lane. And I look directly next to me where it says TSA lane, and I'm like, he goes, no, you got to go through this one. I'm like, all right. It's the all rules make no sense. stupid. You gotta arbitrary. just give up on your normie friends. You know what I mean? Trust me. I, I told him. I, I mean, I had my breakdown. I was like, I'm not doing this. Trust anymore. me. I understand that it's hard. I've never, I've, <laughs> I've never felt more in line mm-hmm. with the queen of the hive. You know what I mean? When you see these queen ants just sitting there, yeah. fucking being fan oh, yeah. and shit, and I'm sure they look out every day and they're like, Poof, I would <laughs> love to come help you, mindless drone ants but that are being idiots. squashed and tortured around the you. world. But I'm the queen, and I got to yeah, do what I got to do. Yes, queen is where it's from. He, he, here, here's what I'm saying. You know how I'm a late adopter of things. Yeah. You know how for the longest time I was like, no movie pass, no movie pass, and you're like, Nick, why don't you get movie pass? It may, you're, all of your excuses for not getting movie pass make no logical sense. None. And I 100% agree with you. Yeah. TSA is not that for me. The pre-check thing. I want to get global entry. I just keep forgetting about doing it because I block out the pain of the airport right after I leave it. I'm yeah. like, oh, thank God that's over. I never want to think about that again. The good news about it, Nick, is that it's a lot easier than it than you think. There's less steps involved. I know I got to go for the interview. But the, all you got to do, though, the step one is just go to the website and just hit get appointment. You're not going to okay. be able to get okay. one for like three months. Okay. So then then it's just, you don't need to think about it. And then one day it'll just happen. Okay. I love it. And then yeah. how much is it per year for, do you guys have global or do you have TSA? I have, I have, I have global and it comes with the, my credit Global's card. better, right? It's multiple years. Yeah. Yeah. It gives cool. you appreciation. TSA is 85 for five years. 
But Global's what, like 100, 100. for... And three you get or about five. Yeah. I'm in, man. I'm fucking in. Hell yeah, Dude, man. And I'll tell you why, it's because you know what it is. They have that global line when you come back from international trips when you're groggy as fuck. Yeah. Right? Isn't yeah, that correct? That's yeah. And you're that's right, the one right. I really want. I don't I don't care so much about these. It's after a nine hour flight, and I'm just like, I don't want to fucking because I'll tell you this, people, if you're watching in other countries, your customs agents are perfectly lovely compared to the United States customs agents. All all the US customs agents I have. I can't make them laugh for the fucking life of me. They are not breaking a smile. Do we have a best friend who works in Montreal? Get as, him next time. As a Canadian? He's a Canadian that works in Montreal? Well, or is in he Montreal, they, in the US? you do U.S. customs before you come back. Yeah. So you I do them him. there at the border. Because I'm not saying that the customs agents here are bad. They're just not human. They're just mm. terminators. Mm. And I don't want to deal with that. Because you know I'm a very paranoid person. I can't break the law. And in my brain, it's one of those things where they start asking me questions. I start panicking. Yeah. And I have nothing to hide, but I start panicking. Did, do I have any fruit on me? Did I interact with some sort of livestock? I don't know. I can't remember. I pet a camel once. I'm on, like, I forget to tell. I don't know. You know, I start panicking. They see the sweat. They shoot me in the head. Damn, bah. dude. Those Montreal people are crazy. Bah, bah. That's know? not how you shoot. Now, see, you want your eyes on the thing no, you're no, shooting. Blood. Gets in your eyes. You can't keep shooting. Yeah. Okay. But again, <laughs> right now, if you're a listener at home, Nick's shooting with his right hand. Sideways. Covering his face with his left, but keeping his fingers spread so he can th- see through his the slots. It's still going to get you. Try it. Try the it. blood. I'm going to spit. Oh, Are your eyes getting wet right now? <laughs> like, no, just my forearm because I have This is the fucking defense. I don't think you can move fast. You just wiped my spit out of your eye. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, oh this God. is the Game Over Greggy Show each and every week. I love Four, these. sometimes three. Best friends gather on this table, each bringing a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny where you can get each and every episode early. See, we post it weekly. Every Friday is one big podcast and on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. But if you wanted it a full week early, you can go to Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Get it as a live broadcast for the pre and post show. Get it as an MP3. Get it as a video that includes the the pre and post show. That's no longer live because that's not how video on demand works. But if you have no bucks, starts away. YouTube.com slash kind of funny podcast service around the globe. Thank you for your support. Like, subscribe, share, all that jazz. If you enjoy what we've been doing, go to Patreon. Fucking punch that bell. You see uh, the P.O. Box? Send us fan mails there. If you see Kevin on the street, whip donuts at him. I saw a funny YouTube video yesterday um, by one of our boys from Moving Mind Studios. Oh! Ryan George. I haven't heard of this. He's working at Screen Rant. Yeah. Uh, Good for him. Kick-ass job. Do they still do Moving Mind stuff, or is that over with? Not really, but yeah. But anyways, he's kicking ass over there, and he made a video that is... uh, uh, it was a Twitter video. Actually, Fresh Prince of Bel Air season four. Like went viral. It had like three thousand retweets or some shit. Um, but it was what if movies ended like YouTube videos? Mm. It was pretty funny. I saw that get shared yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Has, where it was uh, the George? end of uh, uh, Star Wars: Force Awakens. Is that it? Star Trek. It was the end oh, of Star Trek, and it was like, hey, what's up, guys? I'm JJ Abrams. Hope you liked the video. If you did. Uh, check out more of my movies and blah 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 That's blah funny. for some behind the scenes. Cute. It That's was cute, right? Now we're talking about viral. Shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Has anybody talked about Andy? I have. He is I, I hit you, him up. You saw this, right? No, what'd he do? Bring up Andy's Twitter. Uh kind of funny, Kevin. Thank you very much. I texted Andy the next day and I was like, This is the lamest text I'm ever gonna send you. Yeah. But it's also the most honest. I'm fucking proud of you. Congrats. So you do you have it. no idea what we're about to talk I about? I don't know what you're talking about. Andy now. put up the best tweet ever. If you remember at RTX, we went out. Don't scroll yet, Kev. Sorry. If you remember, we went out to uh, a bar. Okay. Uh, the final night. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where are we going to go and hang out and actually, or no, I guess not the final night, but that one of our final. nights. It was a, yeah. We had a, night, a lovely team dinner. 
Yeah. Then we were going to go to the bar and chill out and talk to each other. And we walked into what we were told was a speakeasy, and it is a speakeasy. However, it was a speakeasy that was, was fucking cranking goddamn music. terrible. Which is fucking awful, and I bar. think against what a speakeasy is. That's why I like the massage parlor place we go to before. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sexy. Uh, Andy got inspired and tweeted the following. Now, Kevin, find it for me. Find it, Kevin. Enhance. Find it, Kevin. Enhance. God, he tweets too much. Is what Keep I'm going. Oh, you're, that, he, there it is. Oh my fucking Christ. I have, so the tweet reads, audio listeners, I have a billion idea. Check it out. <laughs> Holy fuck. A bar that plays music at about half the volume of other bars. Currently, more than 15,000 retweets. What More than 130,000 likes. What the fuck? Yeah. I love and this. the best thing is his follow-up response. Whoa, this blew up, huh? Check out my SoundCloud, impeachdonaldtrumpnow.org. <laughs> wow. Uh, the layers of comedy are so good. So good. Now, if you go back, Kevin, go back to his uh, main page, uh, it, it might be... I don't, did he ever natively tweet about it, or did he just tweet at me about it? The Did you see? Oh there, it is, there it is. There it is. There it is. Scroll down to the one that's not him, the me. Click on this. He, the Chicago Tribune nominated him for funniest tweet of the, tweet of the week. Click on this and vote. You don't, uh, I, I don't know if it's closed yet. He was fucking destroying, of course, because the kind of funny best friends are super supportive. You can show it to everybody, Kev. You can show it. You don't have to do anything. There you go. Vote. And he's killing it. 53% of the vote right now. I love it. Tweet of the week. That is great. But yeah, I I was like, that's a really funny tweet. And then I like fucked off. I retweeted it and fucked off. And then I came back and saw it again. I was like, what the fuck? What the living And like it got on Reddit super high and all this stuff. So I'm telling you right now. Yeah. He's this tweet is such a success that I've seen him on multiple meme accounts that I follow. Really? Where they're like cutting out to the to their credit. They're giving him credit. I enjoyed the, I enjoyed somebody shit. broke it out on uh, a kind of funny subreddit and it's uh, what is it white people thoughts or white, whatever white people Twitter <laughs> white people Twitter and somebody's like, like wait why is it on this why is it on this <laughs> that's hilarious but to be fair that just proves that there's a market there's there's a market for this mm-hmm. I don't understand I've never fucking had one single solitary person explain to me the fucking psychology behind not be like pumping music so loudly in a bar, a club. I get if you're going to dance, you want that. I don't want to there's a dance floor. It makes sense. If there is not, there should either not be music or it should be at very low volume volume. so that it feels like there's more people. The whole concept behind the music at the bar is that it feels like there's more Mm -hmm. people than there are at the bar. That's great. This place for context was approximately the size of this studio. Yeah. Like I E fucking tiny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they had a DJ that was blaring like journey. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the? F-? I, I get that it's a hipster bar. It's a place called the fucking Floppy Disk Repair Co. And it has swings in it. So I understand they're going for a specific vibe. And the guy that came up to help me when I was like, hey, how do you feel about this drink? He's like, I don't know. How do we feel about it? I'm like, I feel like you should bring it to me. I'm gonna fucking break the glass and stab your goddamn eyes <laughs> out. Know, you fucking hipster piece of shit. Yeah, like I don't, I don't appreciate this attitude. I was me. totally caught. Turn the fucking music down. I was caught off guard and I kind of fucked up because I didn't deliver this message. But at the end, when we were getting ready to leave, like the owner came by and was like. Oh hey, like what are you guys in from? Like oh, somebody, he's like, oh thanks for coming. Like the owner, I'm like, he's, and he's like, how did you hear about us? And I was like, yeah. and it was just like, wait, or maybe it wasn't the owner, but like the manager. Yeah. And it totally it happened so fast that I should have been like, oh wait, we're leaving because this sucks. Like, yeah. you understand it? Like this sucks right now. Like and not only that, but I'm like, no one around here. Like I looked around at people and like no one was talking because it was so fucking obnoxiously loud. No I one do- looked phased by it. I will say, no one looked we, happy. We either. were the only. Well, it was all the red happy. lights, man. It was yeah. red lights. We did not look happy. We weren't happy. Everyone else. And then the angel's injury. As my and by the way, I'm tired right now, so I'm obviously going to be my, my. I'm a little closer to the surface. My nerves are a little closer to the surface, but um, exposed. What is the? <laughs> I'm, scared, I'm just scared. Of, yeah, where are we going? That's fine. Yeah. I just I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just going to complain right now. Yeah, it's fine. Where we go? Lay hey, out, man. You're in a safe we're spot. We're all trying to just relax. We're like, let's. You know, we should go back. Let's go back to the hotel bar. 
because hotel bars. Oh my god! Maybe right. a little bit of maybe right. a little bit of piped in music. This is a business hotel we're staying at, right? Get back there, live cover band in the hotel bar, loud as fuck. Loud and I'm like, shit. who does this? Now here's Austin. the fucking worst part about the live cover band. The dinner we went to earlier that night also had a live cover band, and they were fucking they awesome. Were dope. But there was one problem with both of them. They both performed sitting on the dock of the bay, and both fucking bands were cowards, yeah. afraid to do the fucking whistling part. Oh, no, you can't do that. What's the point of doing the fucking song if you don't even do that shit? Oh, that was Smash Mouth. That was Smash Mouth. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, shout out. What was that? Tulecos? Tulucos? Yeah. Uh, what was that fish restaurant called? True, True, True Lux. True Lux. True Lux. Gia's, Fantastic. Yeah, Gia's friend worked there for years, so we always used to go whenever we'd go to Austin. Cocktails, great. Uh, uh, I, I, hanky I don't panky. Normally, go get the hanky panky. Oh, the hanky panky was fucking right. I don't normally like the whole lounge bar act, but they were crushing it. They, they played crushing They it. played uh, covers of subdued. like... Subdued. But like subdued covers of like... I, f- I swear to God, did they cover Thriller? At some point oh, they, they covered... Did. Yeah, it was Thriller, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. However... But it was like Muzak version of it. Amazing food, amazing cocktails, was amazing service. Great service. I had to leave the restaurant... For 15 minutes because I was too cold. Oh, I love it. In Austin, I, Texas. Yes, I know. That's, that's how I love it, dude. I'm used Pipe to I know the Midwest. Don't get me wrong. Now I'll say this too. Okay. Now this is, you know me. I get anxiety when it comes, when change happens. Sure. Now we had Lou and Fareed coming. Big old mm-hmm. Lou Funky Cole Medina and our friend Fareed who works at uh, Rich Tooth as well. We work with. Well, uh, they, Lou, Lou works at Sugar Pine 7. But yeah. Lou is basically a, 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 a shill for Sugar Pine 7. Yeah. He couldn't do, he couldn't acknowledge that we exist. His fucking life depended on it. Doesn't matter. Long story short is they hit Tim up. They're like, hey, what are you doing for dinner? Tim's like, oh, we're at this place. Nice fish restaurant. Uh, you guys can come by if you want. He tells me I start getting anxiety. I'm like, oh, Christ. Here we go. I don't know what's going to happen. They're, they're, we're going to ask for two more people. Does this table have spots for two? I'm like, just relax. Drink your cocktail. It'll figure itself out. You ask him. You're like, hey, is it possible to add two more people? Guys like, and I've never seen a server do this before. That's given a beat. No problem. We got this table transforms into a bigger table. And, and I'm like, fucking holy shit. Dude. And the guy, he like snapped a finger in my mind. He didn't really, he like actually yeah. courtesy called over someone to help him out. And the guy's like, cool, I just need you two to move. And two people got up and then all of a sudden it turned <laughs> from an oval table to a round table. Yeah. And I'm like, this is amazing. Now. And, the, and nothing, you know, it was a great This night. is where I'm saying it. They, they went this to that is what, abysmal bar afterwards. This is what we talk about with Eric Castro, right? Hospitality. Mm-hmm. Service. Mm-hmm. They are charging us a fair price for all the food and drinks and stuff, right? Yeah. But the service, top notch. Impeccable. To the point that, remember. They decrumbed the table. We saw three booths over here. And we saw them all somehow get more romantic for the at first we're sitting there chilling out. People come by for this one. They start putting rose petals around the table. And mm-hmm. it was like, oh, that's very cute. Mm-hmm. Then the next one, more rose petal. The, the th- one over here. So there's a middle one still open one over there. More rose petals there and like a candle. Oh, that's even nice. nice. The final then. one rose petals. A dozen long stem roses, balloons, balloons that say "I love you," happy anniversary, also happy wedding. And I was like, "Wait, that doesn't make sense. It can't be both." And then Shaggy came out and performed. It wasn't me. It was Shorty, crazy. Oh my angel. Oh, that's it was my uh, I feel bad that I just ripped that bar apart. That's not a bad bar. No, fuck that bar. It's just not what we want. Hey, you bar. know what, everybody? They no. know now. They know when they go to Austin. You want to go to the uh, Urban Cowboy Massage Parlor? That's the speakeasy to go to. Midnight Cowboy. Midnight Cowboy Massage Parlor. Yeah, actually, just really any, anything that starts or ends with Massage Parlor, you want to go to, probably. Yeah, yeah probably. I think yeah, that's probably. probably what you want to go to. Yeah, I don't know. I've always been that, though. I think I hit a certain age where I'm like, I just don't have... Here's the thing. I like engaging with people, and the way I do that is by talking to them, having them hear me, and then responding. And I just don't understand any environment that doesn't allow me to do that. That's why I like Starbucks so much. It's great. It's coffee great. houses. You know what you're going to get. You, uh, you know what you're going to get. You. You can when's talk the last time you went to a coffee house, and you walked in, and they were just 
piping in fucking club music. Uns, uns, uns. What? I said a venti ice cut. What? A what? No, that's no. that's because those are environments where you're supposed to talk. Why mm. can't a bar be any different? I would love I like to sit down and have a cocktail and talk to a bar. Light Florence in the machine. Yeah, a little, you know bit, what I mean? little something. Oh yeah. Stand yeah, by maybe some me. Jason Mraz going on. But I on. also just don't respect DJs. I should say that. Oh, okay. I should say that. That's we have we friends who are DJs. I do, and I love them, and I support them, but and I, I support their nerves, but I don't respect <laughs> the institution of the DJ. <laughs> just don't do it. What does that even mean? Because they have to do, like, I get the hustle, right? But when you're in a place that small, and you're like, it's my job to just fucking crank All up right. the energy level. It's like, read the room, man. I, Nobody wants this. Okay, okay. I See, right there, you're making sense, but isn't that more on the management for choosing a DJ for a small yes, room? but the DJ should, the DJ as a lot of people should think, is like the thought leader of the group, right? He should be the leader and be like, let's take it down a notch. When the guys turn up, like, no, 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 this is not the right environment for that. Like, I should, as a DJ, you walk into a speakeasy like that and you go, we're going to just lay down a nice bed mellow of beats. Every once in a while, maybe throw in the Jurassic Park theme. Have fun. Everyone likes that theme. Everyone likes but it. But again, Everyone just does. to make heard one that more comment. Like, yeah, I like man. This guy. I like this guy. To make one more comment, right? Didn't we also say we seem to be the only table not really enjoying ourselves? Yeah, but all as the other you know, young hip kids in this place were like, "Yeah, man." No, Greg, as you know, I am the center point of everyone's life. It's true in my brain. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not enjoying myself, no I'm right. Is. They're wrong. They don't know the way. I have to leave. I'm them. having dinner with Grimecraft tonight, and I don't know how to break it to him, but you don't respect his craft. Love Grimecraft. Sat across from him at this Vino Pino place that we were at. Vino the, Volo. Vino Volo place. Which, oh, the, yeah. Terminal 2 is wine bar, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that, no shit, Andrea walks up and they pour her the I was, usual. I was about <laughs> to say that this, the Vino Volo, it's in like airports around the fucking world yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's the wine place. And Andrea is such a regular that she, like, everywhere she goes, she gets a tasting. Oh, like God that they're her. like, oh yeah, you're one of our like supreme leaders or whatever the fuck. I, don't I don't think that is what it's called. I think it is actually Vino Volva. Huh. Yeah. We're the Vino Volva <laughs> supreme leader. Yeah, <laughs> yeah supreme leaders of Vino Volva. Uh, no, I don't. I don't have any beef with DJs. I'm just. I'm obviously Sounds like you got some stuff. I man. love Grimecraft. I love Grimecraft when he does the rave stuff and passes. But that's a, that's the right environment for no, sure, that, dude. That's the right environment for the totally DJ. different thing. What you're saying, you don't respect DJs in situations they shouldn't be. In. They shouldn't be there, or right. that where they're like, like not reading ooh, the room. Ooh, like that's ooh. all that it is. Yes. Fucking hate when they decide to take up the Nordstroms a notch and put a DJ in there. Hey, you shopping? It's our anniversary sale. Here's a DJ. I've like, never seen that. I I've want. You know why I don't want a DJ? Because I have to fucking scream. Do you have this in a size ten and a half? Yeah. And the guy who's clearly pissed off that there's a fucking DJ is like, I'll go look. It's annoying. All I Keep want DJs out of those environments. That live penist. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They don't do it anymore. Yeah, they do. It's so time. Oh, I gotta go. Oh, yeah. Dude. I saw that guy. Get on that thing. Boom, 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 boom. Hey, baby. Hey, there's a guy. Oh, God. It's great. fucking Kramer. No, no. I will give Michael department stores. Michael Richards is touring. I feel like the music, the music in Express does add to the ambiance and to the experience because it's not too loud. It is bullshit, but it's like. It's such a hard line to walk with live music and music in general. You want Jen and I went to a jazz club downtown mm-hmm. came in this is awesome we went down to where the music was being played and even there it's like Ooh, mm. bring down the let's bring it down a level man i don't want we're here to talk man we're here to flirt mm-hmm. that's our fuck on yeah dude. this is where we're supposed to you know prime everything yeah, yeah. dude jazz I, I, who knows what's gonna happen i'm sure part of this is my elevated age where I just don't have what are patience you pushing for out? things. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, uh, I'm, so, I'm saying the, 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 the old adage of, like, oh, get off, just turn down get the radio, like, get off my porch. 
I'm sure part of it is just because I've lived that life and I just don't have patience. Yeah, you remember the comic club? club? I, you love you love the music. I love then. comic that, club. That was a club bro. Remember, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Clubs in bars, you got to get in and talk like this, and that's but what I people want. It. I hate it because you get especially in here, you and you go, and then Tyroot's like, "Why are you smelling me, Nick?" I'd be like, "I just need to know what a man smells like." Uh, Tyroot came by the way. It was good. To I see saw you guys him. Saw him. Yeah, so I hung out with him probably more than more and more jacked. I'm hanging out with him next weekend. He was there. He was in the the he was and he was not liking it either. I was like, Ty, you want to? He's like, yeah, let's get We tried to do like a business here. meeting. No, it didn't nah. That was a terrible yeah, no. yeah. Now, to be fair, again, we're, you know, we're close to 6th Street in Austin. It was our, it was our, it was our problem for choosing that bar. But I just feel like I, I walked and I was like, this bar is fucking well, cool. Well, sh- on paper, and it's a speakeasy. It, it should be great. It should be yeah. perfect. That bar chose us. Yeah. It did chose. Nick. It just chose us. And now yeah. we've, just like when a lung transplant chooses somebody, mm-hmm. we've rejected it. Yeah, we have. It's not mm-hmm. part of our body. You yeah. know what I mean? We don't need that lung. Like in the movie Rat Race. Kind of. Was there a lung rejection? No, there's a heart, though. Somebody had a heart? I don't know. I don't, rat Race? Rat Race, I remember Mr. Movie. Bean. I remember John Lovitz. Wanda Sykes. Was Wanda Sykes in Rat Race? Yes, yeah, she was. Okay. Do you remember how Rat Race ends? I like Wanda Sykes is in every movie. <sighs> it ends with all of them crowd surfing to All Star by Smash yeah. Mouth. Nice. Yeah. Live. I was, when I was sitting in Champs with two P's yeah, at the Detroit that's airport. It. That's the right way to do it. So uh, is Detroit store? in the Midwest? No, no. Yes, it is. Is that technically Midwest? Yeah, I asked everybody to make How sure does that it work. Is. It's in the middle of the country. It's to the west of the east. Is that what it is? And it's the middle of is it. Is that yeah. Midwest? Because that's that term has always confused me. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, it's mid. Because we're on the west. Mm-hmm. Midwest technically to me is Arizona. That's Midwest. No, the west no, part of the United no. States. It's in the middle of the that. bread basket. You're Illinois, you're Michigan, you're Indiana, you're Missouri. That's where I think you're talking Midwest. Minnesota, Midwest. It doesn't when make you sense. start going out to the Colorados, they got their thing. You go down to like the desert. Texas is his own fucking thing. Fucking and then dumb. you got the South. And then they go to the South. I'm like, oh, the South. I'm like, no, because Florida's technically in the South, but it's in the East. I'm sitting in it's Champs. And what comes on? A little ditty Stupid. by Smash Mouth, which is the monkey's cover. Mm. Which one? What's the name of the actual thing? Uh, hey, hey, love with was a, I'm a true. Yeah, I'm a believer. That's a fucking jam. It's, it's a great. Fucking and it's even jam, it's even a better jam now that I sit there and remember 800 of my best friends them. dancing around and singing and freaking yeah, out to it. You know weird. what I mean? Yeah, Life's I had weird. a great time that night. At prom? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll never forget the experience of having someone like tap me on the shoulder and be like, "Hey, your special guest is here." And then going back to the green room and meeting and like meeting all the people from Smash Mouth because they had showed up before, but it was just Greg the. The guy who was like DJing uh-huh. to do a sound check. Did you tell him you didn't respect his craft at that point? Uh, <laughs> no, because he was doing a DJ set for us, and uh-huh. I was really looking forward to it. Uh, okay. Now, if I saw him, a I lot would of, say, oh, "Hey, now you're, <laughs> hey, I've learned a little bit about myself." Listen, man, it was borderline for a while, you. and now I'm Here done. I just I can't do it. I can't you. do it. You know? Yeah. You 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 got your Steve Aoki's out there, fucking Ooh. fireworks and shit, Suki's and it's like, brother. oh, cool, good for you. You're. You're playing music, I guess. Is that a real person, Steve Aoki? Yeah. yeah. Steve Aoki? He's the, like, the He's biggest DJ on the planet. Asian dude with the long hair, the DJs that throws cakes in the I audience. Like they did a documentary no. about it. Are you familiar with Suki from Too Fast, Too Furious? I know. She's the I one, thought I was the really... The girl that drives the pink it. car, goes off the bridge, and then goes, slap that ass. You thought I, you thought I didn't know what I was talking about no. again? No. Well, that Possibly. a little bit. In that one, when you said Suki, I was thinking Suki from True Blood, uh, oh, Rogue Suki. from the X-Men movies. Oh, yeah. And I was like, Anna oh, Paquin. Anna Paquin's got a brother who's a DJ? No, but I think she does have a brother, so... I mean, I've Not heard it both DJ. ways. I've heard it both ways. He might DJ. He yeah. might DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. The reason I like Grimecraft is because everything he wears looks so cool. Yeah, he's cool. And he Grimecraft's great because he's he looks like he's at once from the future, but also like a, a JRPG game <laughs> in the future. Also, like he's like he looks. Yeah, exactly. He looks. 
Because he's doing that style where everything's long, where all the shirts are long, and then he's got the that's ninja the pants style. on, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like that's so cool. And I just don't, I don't think I'll ever feel confident enough to do that. Uh, Harley from Epic Mealtime does that style, but he's also 19 feet tall and jacked. So he's, yeah, I was going to cool. say he's cut so much weight. Uh, funky Cool Medina does that Lou style, yeah. where, it, where the shirt's a little longer. My shirts, and this is the reason why I, I can't do the style, are long by necessity because it. I wear larges. What would it take if we... What would it take for us to have Grimecraft dress you one day and just make a video out of it? I would do it. I would do Patreon it. Patreon tier. Uh, set a milestone of like we're gonna we've we're gonna we've set this, which will give us a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, just go to give on a shopping spree. to hire a documentary crew to file a Grimecraft dressing Nick Sarpino. I don't even know where you go to get those long shirts. Well, where do you go? Tour, uh, knowing Grimecraft, Japan store. Yeah, what obscure uh, boutique store in Japan town do I go to get those? Now those shows are just shirts are just. Normal shirts. But they're not where I go, man. J. Crew doesn't sell them. That's mm, for sure. Mm, that's that's for sure. Still shopping J. Crew? Every now and again. Yeah. My uh, denim jacket's from J. Crew. I like certain pieces from J. Crew. Certain pieces. Okay. I that's go fair. all over the place for them. Yeah. 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 I haven't gone in a store in a long time. I, 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 I want to take you fix. shopping. We can, put that, well, we can let Grimecraft dress both of us. <laughs> or we can do it as like a, a round robin oh. thing where Grimecraft dresses you. Yeah. You dress me. Okay. I dress Kevin. Kevin goes out for a job interview. <laughs> uh, that's great. <laughs> I will say this: the one, like the one and only time I've taken you shopping, yeah, was what I imagine it's like having a child. One hundred percent. You were just <laughs> like, Do I remember. I'm like, I'm like, Greg, show me the pants. No, Greg, show me the pants. I don't want to. Greg, just come out and show me the pants. And you came out and you go, hmm, I don't know. Are they good? I'm like, do you like them? I don't know. What do you think? You don't like them? I don't know. You have to know something, Greg. You have to have some feeling about that. That is this. how it is, kid. Yeah. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. But you, like that's the thing is, I'm never going to like any of it. Yeah, I know. You've got it. Just I know. I just told you which ones to get. And you that's why I like Nordstroms because they used to get excited when I would walk in and they'd go, "What do you?" And I'd wait and I'd look around and finally somebody would come out of their shell and be like, "Excuse me, sir, can I help you?" And I'd turn to them and I say, "Yes, please dress me." And they're like, it. "What do you mean?" I'm like, "I need it. I just need clothes." And like, and, 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 like, what are you looking for? And I'm like, "Whatever you want." Like, Blank the Blank women slate. were always like, and very canvas. excited about it. Like, really? Yeah. yeah. And the guys were always like, "Oh, all right, whatever." I do not want to do this. Yeah, I feel like that's uh, you got to find the right salesperson to help you out with that because you get the person who's like, "I'm really into my job. I like style." Yeah. And they're Johnny Go Lucky. Like, the hey, pull some stuff for you just in case. Throw it over, which I don't like. I appreciate the hustle, but I didn't ask for those. Don't give me something I didn't ask for. You understand me? Just give me what I want. What? Who and anticipate. <laughs> what the only time I don't ever... like because I was like, oh, so I found these jeans for you too. I'm like, do you? Do I not look like the kind of person who knows exactly what I want? Just give me exactly <laughs> what I want. Pull the fire. They're putting shit over there. I'm like, those are fucking pink. I don't want pink jeans. Only time I've ever seen somebody get more excited when I turned over all control is at a comic con when I walked into a random hair salon and the woman sat me down. She's like, all right, what do you want? I'm like, I don't know. Whatever you think would look good. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah. And she gave me the exact same fucking And you haircut walked out with the same haircut? Yeah, because there's That's nothing you can do to this. There's no... Other than giving me a mohawk. Got, no, I mean, You can't do nothing. I want a mohawk so badly. Just you do got counter. one time where they did a little bit of a fade on your sides, and you hated it, and it looked great. I don't know if I hated it. You hated, hated it. it. Oh, did I? Okay. Yeah, yeah, because it doesn't look like Clark Kent. Kent's hair. Sure. And you That's love Clark part. Kent. That's a big mm. part of it, yeah. Mm. I, Even I, now, it's too long, though. I was catching myself in photos from the Kellogg's thing. I was like, I like it. I think you guys should... You should get. You should grow it out a little bit. It'd be fun. No, I've it's done fun. it before. It just it doesn't do it. Just don't do it. If I growed it out, how do you want it to look? Am I just parting it down the middle? Because like, it's gonna be it's like the beer where it's gonna be awkward for a while, and I don't no, like. You I don't can keep it parted like that. No, it gets too floppy on the big, sides. I get the hair and the. I I already got the gorilla neck. As uh, Greg a Miller, neck? Greg Miller, number one crane operator. Oh, when I, when it's I, fuzzy. When I was just a little cub, he'd be like, "Oh, you I'll got a gorilla neck. Let's go get a haircut." 
And they're like, and he's like, that's more of a monkey. Yeah, why I'm gonna do drugs. Yeah, dude, Matt. I'm gonna do all sorts of cool methamphetamines. Today's sponsor is Hims. That's right, forhims.com. They, of course, are a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness, and more for men. Of course, you've heard us talk about Hims. That's forhims.com before. Nick and Andy are both using it right now to keep their hair. Of course, once you start losing your hair, it's a pain to keep it. So they're trying to right now. Of course, Andy keeps eating those gummies. Uh, the way they do it is super simple. You go to forhims.com. You answer some questions. You send some photos. A doctor sends back advice. Then... They send you the prescription that's right for you. Of course, this is easy. No waiting rooms, no awkward doctor visits. You just get the quality pro- products at a fraction of the cost. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Uh, right now, my listeners get a trial of Hims for just $5 while supplies last. You can see the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. Go to 4 slash Greggy. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash Greggy. 4 slash Greggy. Get your hair on. They don't have a slogan, I don't think. I don't know. Tim? Yeah. What's your topic? <laughs> I mean, I, the topic was just going to be RTX and uh, you being in Detroit. Sure. Um, I don't think we need to Detroit talk too much Avenue. about RTX, which we just did. But uh, I just want to say, confirmed as of now, RTX is my favorite convention. Period. Oh, really? Period. E3, I almost don't count because it's such a different that's thing. That's not really. It's a different. I, that's more business. Because, yeah, that's my thing. Is like, that's more business. If you yeah, counted that's, E3 that's, press Tim, that's, conferences. That's what they call B2B. B2B. Business, business to business. business. Exactly. Not, that's like business. not to be business confused with champ. To champ, champ, champ. champ. No. Like RTX to me is more about entertaining people that come exactly. To, to the and, show. and what I love about it is if press press conferences counted, E three is my favorite. I fucking love the hype. It's all great. But in terms of the PAXs, in terms of the the MomoCon, the PSXs, you know, like the PSXs, all this stuff, RTX is just so fucking awesome because everyone is there for a general reason, being some group from Rooster Teeth. And at, there's not too many of them, so everyone's kind of aware of the other groups, and it's like everyone feels a lot more connected as opposed to a PAX, where at PAX, it's a lot of different groups, and people are there for a ton of different reasons. Yeah. At Rusi, it just feels like there's like a, a central kind of grounding for Well, there's a good central planning department that goes, hey, you're all scheduled for various things, and that inherently, I think, um, makes people interact with each other. Like, it, it, like the fact that you'll have panels or things or everyone's on different things or just the fact that there's an organized organi- a group that's above everyone organizing the whole thing makes it feel way different than a PAX because PAX is like you go you do whatever you want to do you get you get whatever you want out of it you submit a panel that's cool but they don't I don't believe that they give a shit that Tim meets someone who's never met before whereas RT really wants people to collaborate so they're sort of like creating the environment where collaboration can happen and I feel like they've grown so much and have so many different teams that can support different uh, like aspects of the business that really benefit us and how we work because we're similar and i feel like this this rtx was a very good example of the potential of what us maximizing a uh, convention could look like Mm -hmm. where we did let's play live which was an awesome fucking stage show we had a heard johnny showed up i couldn't make it yeah he was there was he Uh, He lost the title andy kind of a dick too bad for him he didn't say anything about it he just had a great time no weird one of the best panels we've ever had i think Uh, oh on sunday yeah the signings a blast as always sure and then we did the stand-up comedy night that like i I chalk up as a major success that was so fun at the the same venue that i've seen uh, multiple comedy yeah. shows on Netflix at like it's I thought it was fucking really cool and like seeing different people throughout the weekend like there was a bunch of different groups mm-hmm. like it wasn't just the same people over and over but there was a contingent of people that went to everything 
It's fucking cool. What was it like for the premiere of your RT first doc? Uh, Waiting was, for the punchline. That was really, really cool. I had a lot of anxiety going into that. I think that was the thing I've been most nervous about for last week. But they like it, it like manifested itself. In Sorry, guys. Like, there's a spaceship taking off there's outside. There's a fucking alien horde outside <laughs> trying to eat the fucking sidewalk. Um, no, I was I was looking forward to it. I was very nervous about it. We'd seen Tim and I had seen a cut. Yeah. And I'm like, if if they show the cut that we have seen, I'm happy with it. But we gave them a bunch of notes, and I know they wanted to go back. They got a bunch of notes from Matt and from Bernie um, and the team over there. I was and, a little uh, less happy with it. I want to put that out there. Well, the I, first I mean, cut. The I first mean, cut. Yeah. I mean, had they been like, hey, we didn't get a chance to do the second cut. Like, we're just showing this. I'd be like, cool. Like, it's a work in progress. It was fine. And even this was a working print, by the mm-hmm. way. I don't, this There's wasn't more the final happens. cut. There's they're, still more. They're going to do yeah. more. They've got more sound. They're going to edit some more stuff. Into if it. I may. Yeah. I want to throw up a quick T for timeout, not for technical. Okay. And I'm sure we're doing the same thing. A lot of people don't watch everything we do. Sure. What is waiting for the punchline for all the long haul truck drivers Got who didn't see stuff from RTS? So uh, I'm uh, thinking of you guys right now. Toot your horn. Copy that. Uh, waiting for the punchline is a feature length documentary that I uh, that that followed me around uh, as well as the uh, the the comedies. Basically, followed me and the comedy scene uh, in SF um, and and sort of chronicles my journey from going from being an open mic uh, comedian to trying to do my first ever set officially at the punchline. Um, now, for a lot of people who don't know or haven't been following me, or I haven't really talked about it, a lot of guests specifically in the last few months, um, I go to the punchline pretty much every Sunday night for what's called the SF Sunday Showcase. I do that for two reasons. One, um, I enjoy it and I like to support the community. But two, uh, that's the way you get uh, officially an opportunity to get auditioned for and become a regular at the punchline. That takes a very long process. That takes a very long time. But you generally get your first set officially and by officially i mean we could go right now and book punchline for what's called a bringer show which means that if all of us just can get 200 people in the room or some close to that number yeah, yeah. we can recover recoup our expenses and we can just do that and people do do that and i've done those shows at Cobbs. my goal right now is to officially be passed by punchline meaning i become a regular if i were down at the comedy store it means i got my name up on the wall it means that you are officially like a comic you come from someplace you are like i'd be a punchline guy okay. at that point so so you go every Sunday to an open mic. Uh, no, I go every Sunday to an actual showcase. A paying audience pays oh, to go and see the well, SF showcase. Really good. Like and out of is, all the comedy shows I've been to, that yeah. is that and the comedy store ones. I'm like, holy shit, they are so much better than anything else we've ever seen. But when you go there on Sunday, there's a chance you might get picked there's to go a, up. So the way the Booker organizes the show, Booker on the Booker mm-hmm. um, organizes the show is it's usually a combination of people who have been passed. Who are guaranteed one like once your pass is one of the cool things is they use they, they don't guarantee it necessarily, but you usually get one or two sets a month at the showcase. Okay. So if I, Nick Scarpino, who've been doing comedy for ten years and have been passed, oh, I didn't even know. I thought I'm I was touring, like I come back, I'm in town on Sunday, I stop by, Got they're you. probably gonna give me a set. I'm gonna get like seven minutes. Okay. Five to seven minutes. It's a combination of really good up and coming comics who are almost to that point or have surpassed that point, and then the the people like me who are trying to get to that point. So you'll get maybe like you know, you get five to seven minute sets and it's two hours. I don't know. I can't do the math on that right now. But say out of 10 or 15 comics that go up, 10 of them are great guys, stellar, almost regulars or have been passed and are, and are you know, and Some are going. Regular and then five of them fields. are, I get my first set. Okay. And so I told Jeff Ramsey about this when I was doing my first big show at Cobbs. And he was like, that's really interesting. Can I go? Are you like you're doing a show tonight? Can I go with you to the mic that you want to warm up on first? Because I was super nervous about it. And I was like, yeah, come to that mic. You can see that process. Then you can see me kind of in a different environment, which is this 400-seat comedy club at Cobbs. And he was so enthralled with it. He he went back and told Lou and he told Matt uh, and Bernie that 
hey, this should be a subject of an RT doc. And they were like, cool, let's do it. Okay. Um, and so that became, that went from, oh, that'd be so really cool like to March. be able to, yeah, that was March. And that went from me and Tim going, how cool would it be to like, because Tim's been along for this ride probably closer than anyone else. He comes to all the shows and like films me and has been my, my biggest fucking advocate. All right. Well, this, don't insult Cool Greg. I'm pretty sure Cool Greg goes. Cool Greg does. But the Cool Greg sometimes comes, gets drunk and then like, disappears. <laughs> and then I look at the list and it's got all sorts of tagging on it. And my name's like highlighted. And I'm like, well, clearly they know it's me that I did this. <laughs> um, but no. So my goal for this was to really highlight what people go through to even get to that first step which is going getting through at a place like gotcha Shine. going from doing three to four open mics uh a night or i shouldn't say a night maybe let's say like two to three open mics per night as many nights as you can get out there to then trying to book your own showcases to then getting attention or noticed by punchline and getting through there and so i told tim that and he was like that's a great sort of con context for this period in your life and that's a great start and finish because i was just coming up on my year mark of having gone every Sunday, yeah. which means that technically I could feel um, okay approaching the booker and saying, hey, you know, I've been here for a year. Just let you know I'm on your, like, let me get on your radar. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you want to put me up, cool. If not, that'll be the end of the documentary as I never got a chance to go up. Maybe sure. I'll get a chance to go up that one day. Um, and so that's what I really want to do. And I also wanted to give all my friends that I've made of, uh, as comics, all my comic friends out there, just a little bit of a highlight because they're all putting the work in and they're all okay. fucking crazy cool people. So, so they film all this. They, they show you guys the cut. We filmed it over about four weeks, um, including a crew coming back for a couple Sundays just to see if I if I got a chance to actually go up a punchline. Um, and then they go away for a while. And then the first cut comes out. And I got it like four days before I watched it because I have this. I cannot watch myself. I yeah. cannot do it in that context. I even have trouble going back and like watching the morning show. Like I'll pause it and then answer comments because I'm like, I don't want to hear myself. Talk. Sure. I, I sure, annoy sure, the sure. shit out of myself. I can't understand how people watch me. Um, Meanwhile, I Timmy immediately like, fires this shit up. Oh, I need to fucking watch this shit. So I brought it home. Me and Gia watched it, and I took a bunch of notes. And it was did Gia have her shoes on? Uh, the no, dude. She had do we need those to call shoes Gia? everywhere. But um, th I was watching it, and it was so, so, so strong in the beginning. And I feel like it just lost the storyline pretty early on. Yeah, and we we're just watching. I'm like, um, and it's it was an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, like, it was it, long. It's a long thing to be like following yeah. the story. I felt like there was way too many threads and like there was just a lot of issues. But then I came back to you and I was like, Nick, you should watch it. Like, uh, so I, I mean, we, I was going to watch it. Yeah. I just had to muster Nick's the like, courage. Nah, it's gold print. Well, because originally he told me he's like, I'm not going to watch it. It's it's one of those things where I'm like, I will. I I didn't want to necessarily like. It's just hard for me to watch. Um, it's hard for me to watch myself, especially since there's some specific scenes where I'm like, wow. It's painful to watch. To be clear, it's really painful to watch. With everything I'm saying, it was never bad. No, yeah. It's just it was at that place where I'm like, this is a six out of ten. You're like, like, we're almost. And oh, it's like, no. oh, like this. I I was there, so I knew what yeah. we had. I'm like, oh, we need. There has to be a better way to tell the story. And that's the thing with like, and this is every project I've ever worked on that I that I truly like cared about that was intricate, right? Is that there's always that point when you're going through the post where you think it's oh fuck, like. There's always a breaking point where you go, let's let's try to tweak a few things. Let's try to sculpt this. And then it clicks. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when we sat down to watch it a second time. So I ended up having my wife watch it first. She and I had her take notes. I was like, I need your perspective on this. I asked him for his perspective. I was like, everyone take notes like we weren't going to. It's <laughs> my perspective. Yeah. Well, you're, you're in like Battle Creek, Michigan, fucking reenacting the Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. So everyone does that. I sit down finally to watch it. And I'm like, this is, there's a lot here. I think the cut's there. It's just not there yet. And that's always the thing you have to remind yourself of. Like, 
when it's something as intricate as this, there's lots of different narrative threads mm -hmm. going on. And there's some things that like a little change here and there and a little sculpting, a little just if everyone kind of can agree that it's certain things need to be way. taken out. Uh, we can get it to a different point. And I was like, I'll be happy if we can get this up to like a seven and a half out of ten. And then we go and I again, that was I, I didn't expect to see a second cut or have another round mm -hmm. of revisions because we're not necessarily I'm not directing this thing. We go to sit down and I'm like, I don't know what how this is going to react. And a couple things uh, really, I, I thought, spoke to the to the strength of this thing. Um, one, I thought that this this cut was far better than the other cut. Oh my god, I was blown away. And like, if I, if the other one was like a six, this one is at least a nine. Like, it might not be a ten, and I'm only saying that because like I you're close that, to the project. Ten sounds so, yeah, I'm yeah. Close. You're a little close to getting. Or, but fuck, man, it's such like they found the story. They, they found did. the stories, and like as going, someone who doesn't through, like Nick and mm -hmm. doesn't like Jeff or any fun house. I love Tony Sparks uh, and hadn't seen it before. Like I was floored. Like I, I can't fathom from what I saw on Saturday at the premiere for, of this next, this cut, right? Yeah, this work right. in progress. They have a lot of stuff. To yeah. do. I can't fathom what it looked like before because this was so good. Like I was just so, I was crying so proud at the end. I was, I was so proud of Nick. I was crying at the end. Meanwhile, Jen had been crying for like, the pat the final like 40 minutes because there was so much shit happening it's 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 little tweaks it wasn't there weren't a ton of like over like it's not like i looked at this and go oh wow they really it was like threw in an extra 20 minutes there was extra stuff in here and some stuff just, was taken out it's like a it line here that gives things context yeah. Yeah, yeah like there's shots and there's like b-roll and like i don't want to give things away but like there's like moments of things that happen that in the original cut there was no reference to you just earlier. talked about context for so it, yeah. it's like you're like oh man or i think a good example uh and i, I can talk about this because it's the yeah, point I mean, you can talk about anything it doesn't matter the point of the entire doc is nick waiting to go up at the punchline and we there wasn't a good you, he talked about it at the beginning of the doc and it was at the end of the doc there's an hour you don't get reminded between, of it in the middle. you're not reminded yeah, gotcha. and this really made it it they added dates to it to like show the time of like how many like over the year Nick put into doing all of it. Yeah, it's just yeah. like little things like that that like bring it together because the original cut made it all feel like it was three days. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. No, this that, one definitely showed. And there was there's some B-roll of me like uh, I talked about jujitsu and I talked about the sort of parallels between doing stand up and jujitsu. Anything that's really hard and, and challenging. And I think that some of that kind of came out of nowhere in the first cut. And I think in this, there's a little bit more context for it. So it doesn't look like I'm just getting the shit kicked out of me for no reason and sweating yeah. with dudes. Yeah. So like an example of that is uh, when the original Game of Radio show when we did New Year's resolutions, yeah. Nick was like, I have two. One of them's jujitsu and one of them's stand up comedy. And in the first cut. They didn't have him say the jujitsu part. Mm. It was just the stand-up comedy. Yeah. So exactly. when we saw jujitsu later, it was like, what? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But now they added that line, and, and yeah. it now it like shows that kind of parallel. That's awesome, the two. Yeah. man. And it, I, want, I want to give I'm a so shout impressed. out to Tony Sparks as well. You guys have probably heard me talk about him, but he is so Humans. fucking fascinating. What, the way that that came about was, I was like, he was a part of the original pitch where I was like, you gotta interview Tony. Yeah, Tony is a guy that like anchors people in time the out. Scene. Who is Tony? If somebody hasn't heard you talk, Tony about Sparks him is we call him the Godfather of comedy in San Francisco. He hosts a ton of open mics. He was my first. He was the first ever person I interacted with when I went to an open mic at the Brainwash. He hosted that mic for years uh, before it shut down, sadly. Um, and he is just everyone knows Tony to the point where one time because of the documentary. Um, he doesn't normally go to punchline, but we, I got him to go to punchline cause we wanted to get some B roll of him outside interacting with everyone. He showed up and, and I have never seen the booker interact with him before in my life. And the second he walked in, the booker walked right over and was like, do you want a set? Can I get you like, can you please do a set? We'd love yeah. it for you to do a set. And he was like, that was, you know, it was awesome. So everyone knows Tony. He's famous. Did he do the set? Yeah. Fucking nice. crushed. Of course he did. Tony crushed. Sparks. He's amazing. But Tony I've always, fun. 
Tony Sparks, I've gone. I, you know, I'm sorry that I'm not on Tim's level or Cool Greg, who you snubbed. Get on my. But when I, whenever I get to go, and I, you know, I'm invited. Uh, Tony's always hilarious and always seems like a very like heartwarming, yeah. down to earth guy. But you know, I don't. Have, I've never had a conversation with the man, and so then to see this, like, and actually have him just talk at length, to see him shepherd you through it, to see yeah. him talk to Jeff, it was amazing. My favorite things that he's like, he's like some of these people think they're funny as hell. They're not. <laughs> He's yeah. just so candid about it. Uh, and then, of course, as part of the documentary, uh, we got a bunch of people together, and y'all did your first show. Um, and that was something we tweeted out like the day of, just to try to get some people out. And of course, ton of people, ton of great people came out in the SF area. And so um, that was the thing I was most excited about. So simultaneously, that same day, I was most nervous about the documentary, most excited about the show we were going to do that night, and recreating that moment for people at RTX. Um, and I got a lot of people who were saying they were disappointed about not being there. Don't worry. Next time we do it, we'll try to book a bigger venue. Um, and to be clear, like we booked a two hundred and something person venue and sold out in forty. You don't get much bigger than that with comedy because then it you lose the you lose the intimacy, the feel of the room. Yeah. Uh, dude, go home tonight and watch Dane Cook on the Circle Stage. All right, You're that's right. what we need. You're right. We can fill an arena. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they could they did they filled the, uh, an arena size audience for Let's Play Live that exactly like thousands of people in that audience exactly why don't we get that room we'll work up to it work up to it but okay. you know, for me that was to, for me it's just you know I've I talked about comedy as one of the few things in my life that I'm doing just for the sheer fun of it like and I think that that's something I've really learned about comedy is that I I followed that as just this is a really fun thing to do kind of fell in love with it and. What's up? My eyelids stick together. Oh, I uh, thought you were like. I, had a, I thought I said yeah. something. I Sometimes when you give him that look, he I'm gave, like, what? He, it looked like the he, look. He of gave like, you the uh-huh. look, and you gave him look back. Like, what? Wait, what like, happened? What I'm doing? confused. <laughs> Which is usually my look that I give him. My favorite. Um, there was once an old game over Greggy show where yeah, I turned to Tim and you just had enough of it. You're like, what? <laughs> what are you fuckers <laughs> laughing about? Like it was like totally not in a good place. It didn't come from a yeah. good place at all. Um, but no, I mean that was that was that's been part of the fun of this, and that was so much fun about that day. Is we just we you know we did a project to highlight something that I'm legitimately passionate about. Um, I really started from a place of like I just think this is such a nutty environment to be in. Yeah, and these people that are in the SF comedy scene are so fucking. They're such characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And but when I met Tony, I remember thinking to myself, this would be fucking such a cool thing to document because yeah, yeah. this is such a hard and unique thing that you don't encounter that often in life. And sh- and you know. Uh, to see that materialize over a year and a half to then having this, uh, this beautiful project that's an hour and 15 minutes long. And then being able to host my first show with all of you guys, not only being like there, but being supportive and wanting to hang out and have fun. Like your set was so fun because you got up and you were just like, I'm gonna have fun. And you, and you did your, you told your stories and you made everyone laugh and you got shots. You lay on the thing. And like, it was, it was cool to be able to, to sit back and be like, to some degree I've helped facilitate this. Yeah, of course. But we've made this thing. Yeah, like yeah, that's one of the cool things about what we get to do here is we just make stuff. Well, it's what it you've talked about too, right? You, we've kicked around for the longest time. Uh, when we go to RTX, when we go to Comic Con, when we yeah. go to PAX, doing something outside of the con yep. that isn't just a meet and greet at a bar, right? Because usually the cons facilitate that, where we do the panel and you hang out, you get autographs, sure, we you get, get there, or there's people. an autograph signing or something like that. And so you've talked about it before, and I feel like this is a, a good function of that, right? Of like, hey, it's kind of funny comedy night or whatever, where you go do and see these yeah. things. Yeah, and I don't know necessarily. I'm not thinking about it from like a monetization standpoint. Oh, I, sh- I fucking am. Um, you know I mean? You're doing it for fun. You know me, man. No, no, the no. Fucking schemes are going, and that's and that's great. And there's totally ways like that we, that we will will probably charge people for in the future, but um, like they did on this one. But my, I'm looking at it more from the standpoint of like I really just thought, I'm like I bet if we do this, it's going to be a really fun thing that a lot of people that traditionally go to an RTX aren't necessarily expecting. And mm-hmm. I got a lot of nice feedback of people saying like, hey. 
just so you know, this was like my favorite part of RTX because you got to see people perform in a way more intimate setting. It's like comedy is so much different than a let's play live where it's five people on stage and the energy is it's just, it's not better or worse. It's just different energy. Mm -hmm. Totally. Whereas we go on stage and I'm like, we got to bring fucking 800% of energy. Cause there's 3000 people in this thing and people are screaming and there's beers flying and we're <laughs> playing games and fucking Johnny Ace showed up. was like, I was like, I didn't even know he was going to be there, which is crazy. Right. Yeah, no, that's, then, that's crazy. And right. then you get a 200 seat <laughs> venue where people, you know, you can see everyone and people are expecting yeah. and there's just you connect differently with the audience. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the energy of like everyone doing it for the second or third time. Like that was Jeff's third time. And he was I made him headline and he was like, I'll probably get, you know, Jeff is like, oh, I'll probably do seven minutes. He did 15 minutes. Like I lit him three times and eventually just put my phone back in my pocket because it's about to like, let him go. Just let him go. Um, but I love this. And, you know, like Ellis did it for Comic-Con. And I'm like, what a cool thing to be able to do. Yeah. For everyone that's there, like, hey, you maybe can't get into an industry party. Come do, come, come party with us. We're gonna do comedy for a couple hours, and and drink some cocktails and have some fun. So that was the comedy show. We talked about the doc premiere, right? Uh, waiting for the punchline. Yeah, you said in there it was something about the. Uh, it was nice, to, it, the, our project kind of thing, and it's our project. But in reality, this is the first time in quite a while where you've just got to be talent on something. This isn't a kind of funny production. This is a rooster teeth production. Yeah. They're making a documentary about you. Now, to be fair. Because of the nature of this project, I also felt like I we had to do a lot of some of the organizing, like heavy lifting on it. Producing. Simply because, yeah, producing, I guess, is a better term for that. I'm like, oh, there's got to be a term for like when you help uh, facilitate things. Yeah, I think they call it producing. Um, largely because this is my world. Sure. Like imagine if someone was like, who are you? What are you doing? You'd have to shepherd them through. You'd have to handshake them. You'd have to make you sure. You were making the introductions. So there was a lot of that, but it's weird. The cool part for me is letting go of that control of the post-production process and yeah. being like, I have to trust that the director and the producers and the editor know what they're doing and they have to bring their eye to it because if it were me, you know me, I'd be back in the room fiddling around with the edit for yeah. the next six months and it would never come out. Sure. Um, and so I think that's that's been part of a really eye-opening and I think a growth part, for, like a, a place for growth for me personally and professionally because I'm like, I just want to let, let it go. I'll give them whatever notes I can, but it's not... That's not my responsibility. Whatever that final product looks like it's is going to be theirs. Yeah, we're and not. you know I think having my faith renewed in in their abilities like like I have since I saw the first shot I was like oh these guys are great they know what they're doing um, and shout out to Brian the DP because he just filmed the city it looks it, fucking gorgeous it's killer um, but being able to it was a great working relationship because for me I've I, I hate when I feel like I'm doing too much work or I'm I'm doing the bulk of the work right in this I felt like they were utilizing me as a tool and to open the door into into the SF scene. Yeah. And I loved that because it, it meant that the more work I put in, the more the more uh visibility they had on the various nooks and crannies of this thing that I wanted to show off. And so I found myself just like, what do you need me to do? I'll go there. I'll like I was almost a PA on the project at a certain point because I'm like, sure. I will go by punchline and I will talk to the manager there and we will, you know, I'll connect with him. And they're like, and Matt, the director, was like, you don't need to do that. We'll do it when we get there. I'm like, no, 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 I want to because it gives me an excuse. It gives me a reason to network with people yeah, yeah, because yeah. I've got this cool project that I think is legitimately going to be great if they're in. Yeah, yeah, You know, I'm not selling. Like, I would go up to comics, but like, I want you to, to be in this, and they'd be reluctant. I'm like, I've never been able to sell something so easily, not because 
I'm a good salesperson because I love it and believe in it so much that I'm not selling snake oil. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that's, I mean, I, it's the same thing we do here. Where I'm like, people should watch the morning show. It's super fun. I like it. If you don't fuck off. Um, this was like, people like, what are you doing? And I'm like, Oh, it's a, it's a, it's going to be a feature length documentary about the scene and you're going to be in it. It's going to be great. And so that was really fun. I can't wait for everyone to see it. Yeah. That was I'm, my next thing. I'm so excited for everyone to see it. And again, working with that team, they were amazing, super helpful, super willing to ask for help when they needed it, which I always appreciate. Yeah. Um, I helped out getting a lot of the B-roll together and like I have so much footage of Nick doing comedy at like probably 30 different open mics and so I was able to send them that like with dates on everything that I've just been archiving because I'm one of those crazy people yeah and I was like I want I know I was like I know one day we're gonna have this story to tell didn't expect it to be so quick it was quick Um, but like it's the the documentary fucking is better off for it because it's like we have the shit to back it up oh you know it's definitely like the juxtaposition between you performing stand-up comedy in a, in a bar to three people that I have footage of compared to you crowd surfing at kind of funny live. It's weird. It's like, cool. it's cool that we have all of that to, to give them and it's all in there and it really makes it feel like a, do you sell the sex tape content? The sex tape? Yeah. I mean, I gave it to them. They didn't make the cut. Okay, I thought weird, that was weird. weird, weird, weird. No, I guess it makes people throw up. The biggest question we've gotten since talking about it, because we've talked about it uh, obviously here, but then, you know, we were talking about how great it was and how much it made me cry and all that jazz. When is it coming out? We don't know yet. Okay. So here's the thing. What I can say about it mm-hmm. is we are trying to get it into proper film festivals. Okay. Yeah. Um, if that's the case, it is not allowed to be anywhere else. Yeah. Um, because film festivals have like first. Yeah. Rules. This, was, this rules. is a thing for heel yeah. kick that was a problem. Or whatever it is. So it's like we got to work through all of that. Um, so yeah, I think we're go- we're just test- we're, we're trying to figure out and identify some festivals that we can get into right okay. now. Um, obviously we're doing, we're showing another cut of it. I don't know if it's going to be the final cut. Probably not, uh, at, uh, out of bounds festival in Austin. So I'll be back in Austin in a month to show that and do a Q and a, okay. we're gonna do a little show before that as well. Um, me and some of the, some of the locals, um, we're definitely so, trying to work on getting some screenings together in, in, in SF, other places in other places, as well. Yeah. Um, and I can promise that eventually you will see it. Like, for oh sure. yeah, oh, eventually uh-huh. it'll be on. It'll be on Rooster Teeth. On first. Rooster Teeth, yeah. Um, and that's the thing. It's a Rooster Teeth first thing, right? It is a Rooster Teeth. First RT Docs property. are only on first. RT Docs are exclusive to first, yeah. so you do need to pay for it. There is a free trial, but uh, eventually that will be the case. But importantly, if you miss the screenings and you're going to do that, don't sign up until. It's about to go up, right? Because don't we'll get some kind of code or some shit, right? And to show that like if our you, kind ever, of funny if you want to give RT first a shot, uh, just for whatever, you can go to receipt.com slash kind of funny. I want to say oh, it really? is or receipt.com slash first promo code kind of funny, oh. uh, whatever it is like that. It does sure. help us. But wait, if you're, uh, if but, you're one of those people, who, I don't fucking want to pay it on it. Wait for the free trial uh, and use it. I can on say this thing. like openly, like we are trying to get our content on Rooster Teeth in the same way that uh, we have it on YouTube. We have mm-hmm. it in other places. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. That so we you're talking about all out. the free content that goes up on YouTube. All the free trying content. To get in there. It just yep. as another distribution. Yeah, just like it's a syndication platform. Yeah, yeah, the same but, way yeah. we just got on Spotify and all yeah. that. Like, yeah, trying to get the video stuff on RoosterTeeth.com. Um, in addition to everywhere else. And once we get that figured out, once, Pretty much it's like one of those chicken and egg things yeah. uh, figuring out the film festival stuff and figuring out how we can get all our stuff properly archived and on Rooster Teeth. Um, but then once those two, two things are answered, which we're hoping is as soon as possible. Yeah. And to, to, and to pull the curtain aside, it's because Tim and I are so fucking proud of this. We want to milk the shit out of it. Yeah. Like I want to get as much mileage out of this as possible. I want it to be seen by as many people as possible and get as much buzz as possible because I'm so tremendously proud of it. This thing is bigger than us. And I love I feel yeah. like there's been a handful of times in our 
life is kind of funny that we've had moments that I'm like, wow, this is really something super, super special. And I feel like this is the the latest and not the last, but latest uh, example. Milestone of that. moment. Yeah, it's a, it's sure. a, yeah, it's a big one. So then for a naysayer mm-hmm. on, say, Reddit, mm-hmm. who wouldn't be happy that we're putting our stuff on Rooster Teeth? Why are we putting our stuff on Rooster Teeth? Rooster Teeth made it. No, no, no. I'm talking about the other thing. Of course, the doc. Yeah, the RT doc. But oh. You're talking about syndicating <laughs> our stuff to Rooster Teeth. Oh, I mean, why? I, I don't. There, there's no argument I can see that would make sense for that not to make sense. Like, I'm 100% with you, yeah, but yeah, I just yeah, want to yeah. have, I want to have that conversation that's been presented at the table. I mean, right? what I just said, RTX is my favorite conventions because it has a, a bunch of great people that just want to like great things. And we've seen over the last couple of years, a growth in the amount of people in our panel yeah. because of being at Let's Play Live, being part of the community, making friends with all these like-minded or very different uh, people when it comes to people sure. like Sugar Pine 7, Fun House, like the, the whole mm-hmm. gamut over there. And it's like, it's not like, oh, we want their audiences, but it definitely is, uh, oh, hey, how can we grow the best friend community to to be even better and stronger? I think you know, I think you know, yeah, we don't want their audience. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want all of the Funhouse people to come, Funhouse fans to come watch our content. I want the best friends in the Funhouse audience to come watch our content. The people who watch off topic and think that's a fun idea for a show, come watch the fucking original one before Jack Patillo ripped us off the Game Over Greggy show. You know what I'm saying? Don't think about it. Just say yes. The amount of people I saw at RTX this year that were talking to me like, hey man, like uh, I just started watching you because I saw you at Let's Play Live, watch the morning show every day. I'm this person in the chat or whatever. It's like, it's really fucking inspiring to see us kind of not just have this like San Francisco games media really small kind of reach and it ha- ha- be able to talk to people around the freaking world. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. it's awesome. I mean, a good example is we're going to London, right? I mean, yeah. you're RTX going London, to London to meet people and it's like, so it's jelly. because of that type of relationship. No, I, I mean, that's the biggest thing about it, right? Of when uh, it came along, I, my thought on it, right, was of course we're going to do it because why wouldn't I, I it, there's, it's something honestly that I think, we don't get to do a lot of, but I think IGN taught us, especially at the end, right, of like our time there because of mm-hmm. where IGN had evolved to in the way that we can't sit there and say, all right, well, they're going to come to kindoffunny.com. They're going to come to IGN.com. The day of a .com homepage is kind of dead, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you want to be kind of if you want to see all our content and well, schedule. It's great. Of course. Of course. Well, it's great. There's and specific like tours, use cases, but, but I'm, I'm saying I'm in terms of, I know, I know I'm just trying just to say, oh, you can give me scratches. Yeah. Uh, 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 but in terms of you have to go to the audience, right? Like you have to figure out, we're trying totally. to, we're trying to figure out how to be better Great on point. Facebook. We're mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to get best friends and find them yeah, anywhere they are. Like, and so sending them to rooster teeth makes sense because guess what? The people who only watch their videos on rooster teeth don't watch, uh, the YouTube videos and don't find us on YouTube and don't find us on podcast services. I think that's the thing, yeah. right? Try to find that audience. Nick Scarpino. You guys are being way too humble. I want our content on Rooster Teeth because we're just better than all those guys over there. Well, that's and true, I'm too. Of course. Sure once we start putting oh, our I content really... on there, every, all, everyone at Rooster Teeth is like, we have, we have had the wool pulled from our eyes. Yeah. This Bernie Burns character, this Gus Sorolla character, they don't know what they're talking about. We got to come over to the game. It's all about the game over game show. Exactly. Well, that's yeah. what I'm kind of funny games daily, probably. Grow yeah. the ranks. Take over the world. Sure. You see what I'm saying? Uh, next Grow question, the take over Tim. The world. Yeah. Can, and I'm just being the real, naysayer for you. Real quick, I, I want I want to, if you guys, if there's anybody out there that does have a compelling argument against this, I would love to hear it because yeah. I'm not shutting anyone down. But like, before you even answer that, like, what would be the difference between Stitcher and, or Spotify think, and, and Rooster Teeth, right? I, I totally agree with you. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I think it's the... You know as well as I do, and I'm sure some people who who are watching or do are best friends, depending on how uh, how much you want to watch uh, any any of our platforms, Reddit, Twitter, whatever. There's always this concern that we're becoming 
too much of like rooster teeth or that rooster teeth is going to bias and change everything or blah, 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 blah. and all these other arguments that personally I don't find validity in. we're going to be ourselves and we're yeah. going to do it but I want to address it head on of course mm-hmm. as we ha- continue to have this conversation with them of putting the content out there yes that's the best way to put it this is another Spotify for us this is another stitcher this is yeah. another way to get the content in the hands of somebody else it's another way to okay cool it's it, it's, it's very similar to IGN where we used to sit there and the IGN views on the YouTube or the IGN views on IGN.com were what we cared about and needed and fuck everything else. And then it was a way of like, well, wait, if we put it everywhere else, if you give it Snapchat, if you give it Instagram, if you give it this, if you find a way to yeah. package it, you find a new audience, you get numbers there as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like the numbers on Rishi still help us in the long run of what kind of funny is. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, it's, it's all, oh, dude, all I'm, great. It's only good news. There is, as far as I'm concerned, not a single bad thing about sure. this. And especially because Rooster Teeth's a bunch of idiots and lets mm-hmm. us still promote the Patreon on there. Yeah. So we're just saying, come pay for the fucking content here. You yeah, know what I mean? Get all the exclusive access in here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we fucking got him, Kevin. Got we him. Trojan horse stand. I love it. They're, they're screwed or whatever. Yeah. Are we planning to be sold to Rooster Teeth anytime soon? We will. No, I mean, I don't want to say we will never. Not. Yeah, never say never. Right, yeah, never yeah. say never. Who the fuck knows what's going to happen? Yeah. I have no plans of selling to anybody yep. anytime soon. Yeah. Um, and if we ever did, it would be the right thing to make us make more of the stuff that we want to do. Sure. Like, I, I don't think that there is any single thing you can look at in the history of kind of funny that doesn't make sense as you go through. Sure. That's just my perspective on it. Yeah. But it's like when you look at where our content is now, you can see the line of how we got there and you can see the line of where we're going. Yeah. There might be hitches along the way, but all of us are the same people we were five years ago, and I think that we're going to be very similar people in the next five. Right? right. No. At a so I went to Battle Creek, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a meet and greet at Buffalo Wild Wings. It was one of my favorite meet and greets of all time. Of course, everybody's amazing. Everybody's amazing at every meet and greet. Mm-hmm. But we had I'd say seventy five to eighty throughout the night. Kids come through. Um. At the end, because of course people drove three hours to get there. You're fucking all crazy people. At the end, people had started to pair off and leave. I gotta go. I gotta work tomorrow. I gotta do this or whatever. So we got it down to a manageable group. I would say of ten tables and a you around me at the center, right? Mm-hmm. And I brought them all together and then just sat down and it just. I'm like, right, I guess it's like a Q and A. What do y'all got? And we just started shooting. Awesome. It was they would ask me questions about kind of funny or the content. Or, That's cool. And mainly about us, not about like games. Like, what do you think of this or anything like that? But one of the questions I really enjoyed was from the back of the room over here. I can picture you with glasses and brown hair uh, or maybe black. It was dark out uh, was like, are you guys planning on being in San Francisco forever? Right. And I was talking about it. Of like, well, that's a great question. It's something we go back and forth on all the time. Not really back and forth, but it's something we debate all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. What is the right answer? You can move to LA. You could do this, but kind of San Francisco gives us the games media reach. And I don't know the people in LA would be the same. If we moved to Columbia, Missouri, like I'd always want to, right. It would just be the seven of us. And there wouldn't be any, you know, things. But at the end of the conversation, the point I stumbled into in the Greg Miller rambling ass way, right. was the fact that, yeah, you're right. We could totally move to a million different places and make more money, have more money, and it would definitely be better for us in the short term in mm-hmm. terms of what we could bank in our bank in our own savings and then flip the switch, sell the company, and be done with it. But that's never what I planned for with this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? No, I want totally. I want it to be that in 20 years, uh, I'm still whatever that means in the company. Maybe I just host the game over Gregory's show, but we've hired all these different names you hear about and all these different names I've never even heard of yet. And they're in making content and they're making stuff for the best friends. And that's how it all exists. You know what I mean? And that's the commitment I have to it. So no, it's not like, you know, I don't, I know that there's always, I I don't, I don't personally get it, but I know that there's a concern Mm -hmm. and there's a, you know, a vocal part of the community that is very terrified of what 
Rooster Teeth is or would do to us or whatever, but yeah. they're just, we're just using them as another content delivery service totally. and it doesn't go further than and that. And more than that, I love Rooster Teeth. I always have. That doesn't mean I love everything that they do. That doesn't mean I consume even 90% of their content. I think sure. at this point, I probably consume 10% if even. Yeah. Um, and even of that, that's of their shows. I only watch three episodes a season or whatever it ends up being. But anybody that, that hates Rooster Teeth or whatever, I honestly believe isn't giving them a shot. Because there is, if you're a fan of the internet, if you're a fan of videos, they're doing something that's probably going to be up your alley because there's such a wide gamut of stuff. It's just like kind of funny on a much bigger scale of if if you don't like the the shenanigans of the morning show, then maybe Games Daily's style is for you. If you don't like the the rigidness of Gamescast being like structured or whatever, it's like, okay, cool, Game Over Greggy show. Like Mm -hmm. there's so much different stuff for people. Yeah. And day five's great. And if then that's the one piece like, of content I think I consume from Rushi. So many times I'm talking. I love always open, but I haven't listened since forever. Yeah, you know what I mean. They have that's so much, and they got Genlock coming up. Like, there's so much cool shit that they're doing. Yeah, I agree. So Battle Creek, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but let me tell you about this. We're getting ready to go to RTX, and there starts to be a rumbling from one Kellogg's of the cereal company, ladies Great. and gentlemen, that they want Greg Miller to come to Battle Creek, Michigan, and speak. To, uh, to all uh, the marketers that you don't know how to eat cereal. This was discussed. This did was you, discussed you, on the panel. Transparent with it because I don't want to get too far down this relationship and have that be a deal breaker. No, no, it Where was discussed. Like, you don't use thing. milk. Were you a fucking psychopath? <laughs> we well, I brought up the fact that one of our most popular doodles is me eating cereal like a mm-hmm. horse, and then explaining that means I, I yeah. meditate to try. Mm-hmm. That got a laugh, and somebody else had brought up the fact that there's a YouTuber. It was a panel of influencers, right? Uh, somebody brought up a thing of like there's a somebody who eats it with water. And everybody oh. universally was like, well, that's a bridge too far. That's oh. gross. That's oh disgusting. Oh, my God. I almost threw it in my mouth. That's disgusting, right? <laughs> what was, remember the movie where they were like, we drink cereal with beer? Like, we eat cereal with beer? I do. I, I do. Uh, was. It was, hold on, Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge yep. of the Nerds, they put rice, beers and Rice Krispies together. Yes. It's disgusting. And that's why the nerds were perverts. And were great movie. Got, yeah, they would have gone to jail. One oh, you definitely yeah, can't remake definitely that. Would have. We should do a Revenge of the Nerds <laughs> in review and also rack, rake up their crimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How yeah. many years are these fucking nerds serving in a federal computer crime? Uh, uh, they hit me up saying that you want to come speak to Kellogg's about video games and gamers or whatever, which I know what you're saying. Everybody was I roll. I roll. No, oh. no. Like, ugh, what a weird, gross thing. Right. Of like, that sounds weird because whenever somebody hears marketing, they think gross. Yeah. At any point, do they play y'all ready for this? And then Tony the Tiger came no, out. No, I'm not even there. Yet. Bah, 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 you know, uh, 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 but what uh, it was uh, is that they uh, were bringing everybody together because Kellogg's <laughs> wants to do more with gaming, like more mm. with the gaming sphere. And they admittedly don't know anything. Mm-hmm. They're very much like we don't understand it, and we want to bring in Greg experts. Miller, you're our only exactly. Hope. So I was out there on a panel with uh, a guy from a PR agency called Edelman. Uh, you probably don't know it, but behind the scenes, they do a whole bunch of PR stuff for video games. And it was me, and then three esports person people personalities, uh, two of which uh, are are. Love Lovely ladies who run a company and host stuff and do stuff. And then one guy who used to do stuff with Andrea at Yahoo and now runs a YouTube channel about esports and stuff like that. But I was, was like one the, of them shocks. I don't think so. Mm, well, only, uh, only esports lady I know. Oh, sure. Golden boy wasn't there, of course. Mm. My boy. Mm. Um, but it was us talking about that on one panel. But then the other panels, they had some people from Twitch. They had people from IGN, not IGN sales team about how to work, how they work with video games and what it is. They had a guy there from Blizzard. They had people there talking about what all gaming is and what was awesome for all these people in the crowd from Kellogg's was they were there and they were engaged. You ever do it where you go there and everybody's on their phone, not listening, half listening, taking notes, whatever the panels would en- not even end in the middle of panels. People would raise their hands and ask questions about what you were saying. I'm trying awesome. to understand it. Yeah. 
And, you know, it was when they originally hit me up, I was like, this is such a weird thing. But then to sit there and have them explain it in email of like, well, no, it's that, you know, we see how other brands are doing it. We don't want to do it in an, a gross, weird way. We want to find out organically. How do you do this? How do you advertise in 2018? How do you advertise on the internet? How do you integrate with something? Right. And so to go there, I was obviously picked because of you, the best friends and everything else we do. Right. And you know, I got up there and it was super easy because it was, what's our story, which is fucking a crazy story to begin with. Right. But then it was like, talking about what we've seen in our sphere, how it works for us. And as usual, you know, talking about the ethics of kind of funny, like I always say that first episode when we went live on Twitch, right. Of being like, well, you'll know it. Somebody asked in the chat, what are the, what's your ethics policy? You know, you'll just know it. We're going to tell you everything. And the fact that because we're transparent about that, you guys, the best friends are okay with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, telling and it that, makes it easy for us to, when we're talking to sponsors, any potential sponsors sure. being super straight up of like, this is what we're will be comfortable with yeah. and we're going to tell people. And if you're not comfortable yep. with that, we're in that. And by. that was the same thing of like, you know, Kellogg's the f- folks, you know, talking about like, well, how do brands work with you? And I'm like, well, they work with us. They know who we are and what we do. And they're going to be okay with us saying fuck and a weird ass joke and Nick being Nick and all this other stuff. Right. And if you're not, you don't do that. You have to give up control. You have to understand what's about to happen when somebody does something. And so it was me telling stories about DiGiorno being in the chat and then doing all stuff and taking care of prom and giving away pizzas. And then the pizza wars that got us a pizza oven and talking about Portillo's and like how, what a, pizza wars. that it was a, a huge day of celebration in the community when we finally got a sponsorship from Portillo's for yeah. Italian beef week. Right. And it was just really refreshing to see a company try to understand. And they had hired a group to come in and set up a gaming lounge. And so like in between panels, the people from Kellogg's would walk out and like talk to me afterwards and ask me a whole bunch of questions, you know, bounce ideas for products they're working on right now off me. And then it was, they'd go in and there was like one corner that had Fortnite, a giant screen that was running overwatch. A cuphead was there. I was like, I know awesome. a guy who beat that. They had a whole bunch of games that are like current of like, this shows you a slice of what's popular in gaming and why. Right. Mm. It's like, I'd go back in there and I'd start playing Fortnite. And then I was running like a Fortnite demonstration of explaining what it is and why it's happening and why it's so popular and all this different stuff. Awesome. That sounds fun. It was. It, and I, again, I just feel it's. it was such a weird, not a normal kind of funny opportunity, right? Well, when, what makes it kind of funny is you, obviously, yeah. being there and being like, well, I'm going to throw a meet and greet at a Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, Who's yeah. going to come? Yeah, like yeah. that. I love that we get opportunities that allow us oh, sure, to, to go to, to random ass places. To go to random places that we wouldn't ever really go to. Yeah. Um. So that's it's cool. And, you know, I'm and sure like, that that, that made... A lot of people's nights. Oh, and my God. No, that made the, for the best friends who came out, they made so many people. nights. I was talking about earlier, definitely go to twitter.com slash game over Greggy and watch the periscope of me walking to the meet and greet and asking someone to come picking me up. And then the two dudes rolling up and picking me up in the Goodwill so parking funny. lot. Like it's awesome. But now, like, I want to let you know, Greg, yeah, you tweeted that out and you're like, I, Oh, it's too far. Someone come pick me up. I didn't realize because I'm stupid yeah. that you met in a car. So oh, I, meant, I, I thought that people were going to come and that you were trying to get enough oh, people to come and actually surf me carry in? you. I would have done that. Like, oh, I would have done that for Is sure. Is he doing it? Yeah, I know. Makes sense. Then, then no, I watched sense. it. I was a little disappointed. But I think the meet and greet <laughs> in the Wild Wings thing, right, is such a great example of why they wanted to talk to someone like me who has a community like ours because it was that when it started, like literally opening remarks, uh, the woman who was like running the whole thing, she was like, and I know one of the, you know, uh, Greg from the, you know, influencers held the thing last night at Buffalo Wildings. How many people came out? And I was like, oh, you know, 75 to 80. And like, there was a collective gasp because there was like, I didn't know there's 75 or 80 people in Battle Creek. Like, right. But it was like, <laughs> it, I, and that's what I got up there to explain of like, you know, it is this thing of, 
they the community wants to see us succeed and in a meet and greet like in a random ass place like we never go to those get the best turnout because Mm -hmm. it is friends look at each other and like dude it's three hours away but when are we gonna get a chance again they know Mm -hmm. they're not gonna go to pax you know what i mean they know they've missed a chicago meet and greet they know that this is their best way and as i was i don't think i've said it on this show but like there were multiple people who said th- they had missed my tweets. They had missed my Instagram. They had missed my stories. They heard about it on the morning show when they were cooking dinner, listening to the morning show. And it was and literally battle they, Creek. They turned off the burners and got in their car and drove Fucking out awesome. to see us at Wild Wings. Like it's insane. Except for that one. I forgot to turn the burners off. Dun, dun, dun. And burned his entire apartment. No. He was a DJ Damn. though. So you don't respect him. He was like, I was just fucking throwing discs all last night. Spinning discs. But no, it was a super cool. It was a super cool opportunity. You know what I mean? Of like, it was a it was a corporate speaking engagement, I guess, on paper. That was the least corporate thing I've ever yeah. heard of. Where it That's was awesome. They were all down. And they I, all like going questions. into it, we were a little bit like, I we'll mean, see what this is gonna be. It'll be worth it for the meet and greet. Yeah, but this yeah, sounds yeah, lame yeah. as fuck. But yeah, it's yeah, good. Well, it, lame, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What well, yeah, sounds yeah. like it was gonna be what it sounds like. Exactly. Exactly. Which yeah. is, but it wasn't. It was an intimate thing work. at Kellogg's HQ talking to people who want to do this it. shit right, and that's what it's all about, right? I love that though. Like I like I like traveling with you guys, and I like having an opportunity to go to places that I normally wouldn't and sure. that's like like the first time we went to first and only time we went to plano texas i was like this is f- kind of fun yeah there's a quaintness to be like i would never We've have gotta gone figure to out a texas. way to go to random places more because you say a random ass place we would never go mm-hmm. i would say random place we never usually go right? right and that's the thing we were talking about it today with uh one of the other cons somebody asked us oh comic-con new york comic-con yeah, and it was like well if somebody sponsors us to go there sure we don't like paying for these trips on our own because they're so expensive and Going to uh, RTX, going somewhere else, general, well, RTX is a bad example. PAX, right? Just use PAX. PAX isn't usually, we're making content, which means we're publishing something. We're actually not making content. We're actually not doing the job, which actually hurts the bottom line. So we need to figure out a way to do that, mm-hmm. right? And so I would love in the future to figure out a fucking way to be like, I don't know if it's Patreon or something else, but like, here, we're going to go to random ass places. Like, you know, let's yeah. just get, you know what? Let's we're going to fucking hang co- out, man. The commitment is we're going and we're doing a Wild Wings meet and greet at this place, that place, whatever. I love no, that. Not just Wild Wings, but if you want to sponsor Wild Wings, Wild Wings. No, I was going to say, we could do, yeah. That that's not a bad fun. idea, actually. My, the Tim Gaze in me is uh, scheming on Wild Wings. scheming about that. No, that's what great. What are you doing? What are you looking up? I don't know. I'm making a note. Oh, okay. That is a good idea. Yeah, 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 I, I think that's a cool. great idea. I, I also, I'm like, the Buffalo yeah, that's Wild a Wings Worldwide Wing Tour. That'd be so fun. Cause that's the thing. Like RTX was was really that was fun. It was a lot of work. Sure, but it was the fun work. It was it the performance. Was, it was, work. but I love the idea of just going to places and like oh chilling out, like, just doing meet and greets. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, just having an excuse to go there because then we could actually like see some of the cities and stuff like that. But I don't know. That's fun. Yeah, that's a good idea. It was fun. It good was idea. Fun. You, you know, every once in a while, Greg. Thanks, bud. You, you've earned it. Champ to champ. When we were leaving, I don't. Did I tell you this? When we were when I finished the speaking engagement, got into the car they got for me, fell asleep. And I got in the car. The guy's at the airport, <laughs> right? I'm like, yeah, I fall asleep. Wake up. He actually drove uh, 30 minutes in the wrong direction to the Kalamazoo airport. And I rolled up, and I'm like, dude, I'm supposed to go to Detroit. And he's like, are you serious? And he looked at the paperwork. He's like, I'm so sorry. Somebody said Kalamazoo, and I never checked the paperwork. And back on the highway. So just added a you know that's like why about an hour to my trip. Did you make <laughs> it though? That's why oh yeah, yeah. I had plenty of time. I was pre-checked, and because I originally started telling this, we signed the deal when we were already like on, I was at the airport to go yeah. to RTX. Yeah. So I I bought more shirts at well first a Meyer in Battle Creek, but then at the show to kind of pad out the collection. And I was with Jen and Porty, so I just like I just went with a backpack, and so I I was traveling super light. But it was like 
oh crap okay this is extending the trip in a way we didn't expect yeah, yeah. but i made it and then the fucking plane was all fucked up do you ever see a future greg where if money is no object you just go to places buy underwear as you wear yeah. them you throw it out Sure. You well, like not. I bought a, a, this is an interesting Greg Millerism mm-hmm. right here. Of course, yeah. get, get ready for your, you know, Stop team fast dead and Stop all this falling. shit. I'm in a weird spot right now where some extra large shirts like this chicken wing shirt. Perfect. They fit great. Some I'm in a dress. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a gamble now. Mm-hmm. Extra large or large because a large I have that great Superman shirt my favorite Superman shirt That's that blue shirt. one from the uh, Superman Batman Superman box right mm-hmm. that we unboxed at one time mm-hmm. that I've only been comfortable enough to wear in public once because mm-hmm. it is very tight and someday, you know, depending someday. on what I've eaten, what I'm doing, you know what I mean? Uh, I went, I was like, I need new shirts. I went into the mire. I, I was looking around. They had superhero ones. They had a Superman distressed. However, light color. Mm. I know I'm going to be sweating tonight. I know I'm going to pit out and can't do that. Mm. So then I'm like, what about black shirts? I fucked up at the Detroit airport. They had a shirt that said Detroit versus the world. I was like, that's, that's a dope cool. shirt. That's a pretty acting. dope shirt. Is it? Yeah. Uh, okay, it was good. I like it. I was like, I don't need to worry about it. I'm going to be able to wear this shirt, the shirt I was wearing. And I got to the hotel. I was like, this is a bad idea. This shirt smells like I've been on an airplane all day. Mm-hmm. Went to the Meyer, Super Shirt Snow. Finally found a Golden Girls one. Of course, everybody knows we love the Golden Girls. <coughs> it was a good callback to Xavier Woods, of course. Huge Savage. Golden Girls fan. Savage. But I picked up the XL and I'm like, too big. Picked up the large. I'm like, I don't know. Went, got in the fitting room, tried on the large. I'm like, perfect. However, then I went there, ate a whole bunch of spicy garlic wings, a mm. whole bunch of potatoes. Mm. And then I was like, I couldn't even suck it in for photos anymore. And I was like, I don't know if this shirt can hold that anymore. And then I'm sure after I get washed, it's going to have to be just a fucking thing. Yeah. Also, though, shout out to everybody knows. We talked about him earlier for read from Rooster Teeth, mm-hmm. right? Guy sucks, right? Mm-hmm. I'd asked for Beautiful. a funhouse shirt, that cool funhouse shirt that looks like my Mizzou shirt a long time mm-hmm. ago, right? Guess what he says? Sorry, Greg, they got no more of them. You know what I mean? Now, granted, he sent Jen all the fucking barber stuff. He sends me all the stuff I need. But this one time he failed me. That's why I sucked. Went to RTX, though. RTX store. They were selling the Funhouse shirt I'm talking about. The white V-neck, if you don't yeah, know what I'm talking about. Sort the of white. classic 70s style shirt. Exactly. Yeah. I fucking put that shirt on. Guys, we got to make a shirt like that. Because that in the Missouri shirt, I look fucking awesome in. We need to make one of those. Make so maybe get, maybe make it blue, blue exactly. So I just want all my shirts to be this kind of shirt now. Okay. I'm a fan nice of them person. because they 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 hug the biceps and make yes. the bicep look a little. Bigger. And they got those white lines around yeah, them, making the biceps draws look attention huge. to the fucking gang and shit. I thought I thought well, gang this is shit. thunder and this is lightning. Oh, and this sorry, is gang and that shit. I apologize. I, for, I they, when when they're in this mode, when they have transformed yeah. into this sure. mode, this is gang and shit. If you're like at home right now, he's doing Spider Man. So for those of you who don't understand how Dragon Ball Z works, I don't. Uh, That's me. I, no, no, no. I'm not gonna try it. I, I wasn't like, even gonna try it. I wasn't even gonna try it. Super <laughs> Saiyan Goku. Is Super Saiyan. Super, Super Saiyan with the blue. Yeah, Super yeah, yeah, Saiyan. Yeah. I'm just what saying, are you saying, Kevin. It's Saiyan. It's saying what? Who's saying what? Why? Kevin. Kev, Kev. Kevin. What's that, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, you've enjoyed this show and oh, you want more? Yeah, well, there was a 30-minute pre-show, of course, that you can get on patreon.com slash kind of funny. Of course, after this, there will be a post-show. I'm not telling you how long it'll be. If you're watching live, like you could be for just a buck on patreon.com slash kind of funny, you can hang out and watch it. If not, you can get it in the video version we put up on patreon.com slash kind of funny each and every week. There's an audio version that goes live earlier, but, you know, it's not the same. Everything's free. YouTube.com slash kind of funny and podcast services around the world next month Friday, but not the pre and post show. Yeah. Are we going to, are we going to leave this one with a cliffhanger like we did last time? Oh, Can you want to start the conversation and stop there? Yeah, for I'll ask you? a question and then we'll answer What's it. What's the question going to be? What is the square, square root of oh, 64? What the fuck kind of question You'll is find that? the number out. 
on the post show. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Game Over Greggy Show. Each and every week, three, sometimes a million best friends gather on this table. Each Whoa. bringing a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny where you can get each and every episode early. Of course, we want to thank Patreon producer Tom Bach the and man, all the these people the who made the show possible. And maybe a sponsor? Greg didn't look at that before he came out here. Definitely a sponsor. Really? 100% a sponsor, yeah. Oh, that's you want to pull it up, Mick Yeah. Damn it, I pulled Should it up. Insert it? I had a lot going on before the show. Yeah, me I too. To insert it. Me too. Yeah, oh, yeah, we'll probably have to insert let's it this insert point. insert it right into the middle. Yeah, well, that's how it works. It that's was that's a great spot show. where we stopped, and then you said, let's talk about Battle Creek, Missouri. That would be a great spot I, for I, I That's way I past it. it. All right. Michigan, not Missouri. Jesus. That's like Battle Creek should be in Missouri, not Michigan. <sighs> it also didn't have anything to do with the Civil War. I don't think the I don't think Michigan was a hot spot for the Civil War. I just that's that's why it was extra weird you were reenacting it there. I know. Well, you know, I you go where the art takes you. Got it. Wherever it's gonna uh -huh. be, that's what you do. When you're here, your family. When you're here, when you're, you're here, your family. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. It's been our pleasure to serve you. Thanks for watching the Game Over Greggy Show, everybody. Click here to subscribe to our channel. Click here to support us on Patreon. Click here, maybe over Nick, to go uh, see other episodes we've done before. And then click where Nick's foot probably is to go to the page, uh, no, the Kind of Funny Games YouTube channel. There's a lot of cool stuff over there. It's always weird when somebody tells me they didn't know about the other YouTube channel. But hey, to each their own. Whatever you do with that mango is your business.